Good morning. It is a Friday edition of GCR. That's better. It's better. Don't want to be tangled up in cords. That's what Bob Dylan said. Hi, I'm Glenn. He's Griffin. Uh, MC Ernest is here. Stan the Fan is not here this Friday. I, I don't know where Stan the Fan is. I believe um, Mrs. Charles had an appointment today, and so that's the reason why he couldn't make it in, but he'll be back with us next Friday. And, of course, he was in with Gary on Monday. Appreciate him and Steiner filling in for me. Much to do on a Friday edition of the program. Today's show is brought to you by FanDuel. And a reminder that online sports betting is just around the river bend. It's coming. We're just days away at this point here in the state of Maryland. And PressBox is your source for the best offers and sign-up incentives. Starting right now, you can get a $100 pre-registration credit from our friends at FanDuel by going to PressBoxOnline.com offers. The $100 credit is in addition to the new user promo that you get when they go live. That's PressBoxOnline.com offers right now to get your $100 FanDuel pre-registration bonus credit. PressBoxOnline.com offers. Someone told me that was apparently either in the process of signing up or had signed up. That They also saw that, that apparently that offer also includes three free months of NBA League Pass. So there you go. Just sweeten the pot a little bit. Let's go. Uh, I believe there are some more offers that are going to be coming. I think I saw there was going to be an offer coming from BetMGM to sign up and might be even sweeter. I don't know. lot going on. A lot going on is sports betting, online sports betting comes legal in the coming weeks again pressboxonline.com slash offers make sure you're checking that out okay on the uh, program today in just a few minutes jeremy fowler espn nfl insider is going to join us they did um kind of a round table piece this week at espn.com talking about the second half of the nfl season and one of the topics that came up was odell beckham and he definitely tossed the Ravens out as being a logical location for Odell Beckham. We'll talk to him more about that. Odell Beckham's name might come up as we chat with Pressbox Ravens beat writer Bo Smolka a little bit later on in the program as well. Also, we will preview Maryland-Penn State. We've talked a lot of Navy-Notre Dame this week, but Maryland-Penn State is tomorrow afternoon. And Tim Brando will be on the call for Fox, Timmy B., uh, one of the preeminent voices of college football will check in with us a little bit later on as well. So lots to do on the program today. Uh, there was a football match last night. I'm not going to pretend like any of you care about it, so we will move on swiftly. Swiftly. Those teams are bad, bad, bad football teams. Bad. And at one point, like it felt like the Falcons actually had a little bit of life. Like Last week they were competitive against the Chargers. You're like, I don't know, maybe... Nope. Yeah, hopefully you didn't bet on it. No, nope. whatever, whatever you did. Well, I never, I never bet there was any football, so I'm good. Yeah. Well, me um, and Stecka did. So you did? Yeah, me and Stecka did, and neither of our bets hit. I'm trying to remember what you bet. I had uh, Cordell Patterson at 40 yards. Oh, that's right. In a, 18. So we now know that the gratuitous grouping is already falling apart. Yeah, because uh, uh, Musetti right. lost as well, and and Stecka had Stecka had both, both running backs and to Foreman score. did score, he did. but uh, Cordero Patterson did not because the Falcons are garbage. Yeah. Why did they not play Desmond Ritter? What's up with that? I don't know. Mariota looked lost. Yeah, he looks terrible. Why would I they mean, not? I mean, like, is Ritter that bad? I don't know. I would probably give it a look at some point. At least get a feel for it. I, I thought more of Desmond Ritter than I did Sam Ellinger, so I would have given that a shot. 
you feel about my sweater, by the way? We got to do this thing for Micah today. Got to go over and... For, I said for Micah, and I just realized for Micah. Ha! How about that? Um, so I got to go over to Stevenson later today and do this uh, internship showcase. And uh, Micah, this is... I. I really wish he would have given me a little bit more notice about this. Micah informed me last night that that meant that I had to prepare a 1940s-style review song and dance routine. Mm. Yes. And I just, I, I feel like I could have used a little bit more of a heads up that that's something I needed to do. I haven't practiced my leg kicks in some time. I've done my high knees, obviously, because uh, Russ and I were doing them on the plane that, that day. But I haven't done my leg kicks in quite a bit, and so I'm not prepared for it. Um, I was getting dressed this morning, and I was thinking about the fact that I'm working a football game tonight, and I was like, ah, oh, I'm going to want to be comfortable because it's raining and miserable, and I don't think I'm on camera for this one, so I think I can maybe get away with it. And I'm like, ah, crap, i got to go over and do that thing for stupid Micah with his stupid face <laughs> and his stupid internship showcase. And i got to go over and stand in front of – they didn't tell me that I had to speak the last time. Like the last time I thought I was just up there to watch the kids speak, and I was like, well, this is great. Yeah. I can just sit back and and nod approvingly and say, good job. And then after that happened, they were like, all right, now it's your turn. <laughs> You're presenting now, too. Like, what the hell? I didn't prepare anything. And I, I, I just walked up. I'm like, so what's going on, gang? Not that I'm preparing anything for today. I want to make that abundantly clear. It'll be a cluster F. But uh, how do you feel about my, uh, is a sweater appropriate? Is I that, think it's perfect. Is I'm going to wear a sweater. No, 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 no. I'm going to wear a sweater too. I came in That's today. Nice he, Mike in his t-shirt. I'm like, what the hell is going on here? I thought this was a showcase. Yeah. Unfortunately, are you showcasing our, that you're homeless? Unfortunately, our dryer does this cool thing where it just stops once you start it and walk away. But so, what kind of t-shirt is that? Is that a, does it say smoking ass? It does. <laughs> sure. We'll go with that. The old smoking ass T-shirt to the internship showcase a little bit. Later. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, yeah. Why not? Uh, I'm looking for. I would. I'm not. I whatever. We'll do it. That's it's that's where of, I'm at. It's too. part of. It's on the schedule. It's thirty percent really, of our grades. So oh, I will it? be in attendance. Holy crap! <laughs> wow. Yeah, I can't really skip that. Thirty percent of your grade. You better not F it up. Now it makes way more sense that Cass cared so much last time. I was well, blown away. I just thought she liked the internship. Cass presented. I don't have to present. I just go. Oh, you don't have to present. I just look handsome next to my poster. What the hell? That's all I got to do. You don't have to do You're anything. I got to do more than you do. The hell? And it's thirty percent of your grade. Yeah, and I'm gonna get hundred percent on it for standing there. How the hell does this work? I don't make the rules. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. You know what? I'm saying terrible things about you. I've just yeah, decided in the that. panel. Yeah, <laughs> say, well, we'd like to have you as an intern as long as you're better than that stupid Micah. Yeah. Anything's an improvement at this point. Yeah. Just uh, apply. God. God. All right, we'll do that a little bit later <laughs> on today. I got to think tank up. Think tank. Think tank. Think tank. Think tank. I got to think tank up right now at press. No, at Glenn Clark Radio on Twitter is where you find that. We're going to talk a little bit about Odell Beckham today, and I get the sense that most Ravens fans are at least interested in Odell Beckham, although those of you that are not have checked in quickly. Um, I, my question is, do you be really believe that Odell Beckham is the difference in the Ravens potentially winning the Super Bowl? That's the question that I'm coming back to. Like, I, And I say that almost because I'm working under the assumption the Ravens will not be adding Odell Beckham. That's my belief. My belief is that Odell Beckham will not be a Baltimore Raven because I just think other locations will prove to be desirable. 
Uh, I keep bringing up Dallas. There was a report, I want to say from the Dallas Morning News this week, that maybe it was the Fort Worth Star-Telegram. It's very difficult for me to, you know, I take all of the Dallas newspapers. I have them shipped directly to my house, and I sit on the toilet every morning, and I read uh, all of the Dallas newspapers. It's just difficult to remember which one was which. One of them suggested that Odell Beckham indeed was more interested in perhaps a warm weather climate, which makes all the sense in the world. As I've said over and over again, if I'm Odell Beckham, I've already won a Super Bowl. I don't know why I'd be in a rush to run off to Buffalo and spend my November, December, January in Buffalo. I get it. It's easy to say, well, you could win the Super Bowl. Well, he won a Super Bowl. It's one thing if he hadn't won the Super Bowl and he was desperate and he badly wanted to win it. Then you could say, maybe I'd put up with a few of these other things. Other teams have the chance to win the Super Bowl, too. It's not just Buffalo. Now, I get it. There are very few warm-weather climate teams right now that we feel strongly about as Super Bowl contenders. There's Miami, and I don't know how strongly we feel about Miami, but we certainly think they have a chance. The problem is they don't need another wide receiver. It's the last thing they need right now. They need another wide receiver about as much as I need to eat all of the cheese that I had shipped in from Wisconsin this week. But I'm gonna. Um, They don't need that. That's not... I, frankly, I don't really know what the Dolphins are. They could probably use a more consistent running back as they've ran through about 100 of them this season. Um, but they don't need necessarily another wide receiver. And if you're Odell Beckham, I could certainly see a scenario where you could go be another dude in Miami, but I still think that you'd like to be more of a top target wherever you're going to go. There, I guess you could say the Chargers. It's a tricky one with the Chargers because how much do you really believe they're a Super Bowl contender? And I think most of us find it hard to believe. Now, part of the reason why we think that is because they haven't had their wide receivers. If they had had a healthy Keenan Allen, a healthy Mike Williams all season, might we think of them as more of a Super Bowl contender? Not, I'm not sure. The 49ers is another weird one where it's not quite, it's not the same warm weather climate. It's more pleasant weather, but it's not warm weather climate in San Francisco. And... Uh, is Jimmy Garoppolo, your quarterback, the thing that you've been dying to do? That's why Dallas keeps making sense to me. I can hear the argument for Nashville. I could absolutely hear the argument for Nashville. And I could see a scenario where you just say, look, there's an opportunity there. It's a nice place to be. But I think Dallas is the obvious one. Warm weather, indoor football, capable quarterback, team that has a legitimate shot in a conference where I I get that the Eagles are the favorite but none of us think the Eagles are infallible as much as they're just the team that's raced out to a bunch of wins Kansas City is obvious for football reasons but it's it's cold in Kansas City like if the weather matters it's cold what yeah I just looked it up because I didn't know how cold it was in Kansas City yeah it's right cold. now, it's 27 degrees. Dude, it's cold in Kansas City. You don't think of Kansas City as being a cold-weather climate. It sure as hell ain't a warm-weather climate. It gets cold. Yeah. It ain't Buffalo. It ain't Green Bay. Like, those are those are near the top of the – not like – not that, you know, Chicago would be in play. And at this point, I don't even know if Green Bay is in play because it's, it's wretched there. Cincinnati is another cold-weather place. Yeah, and he'll, that's, he'll probably just end up in Tampa Bay. Um, I guess, but they're yeah. not a Super Bowl contender at the moment. Hell, so. you make some of that. I don't think that's true. They got Tom Brady. I don't think that's true. And that's the problem with Baltimore is it's if Kansas City's cold, then Baltimore's cold too. Mm-hmm. 
And that's why I just don't know that I believe that it's happening. So I'm sort of asking the question to try to get a sense for how depressed you might be if he doesn't sign here, which I don't think he's going to. Do you genuinely, are you, are you looking at this as Odell or bust? They have to have Odell Beckham or it's hopeless. And a couple of you are, and I kind of understand it, which is what your, your way of saying they've got a small margin for error to begin with. It's extraordinarily small right now. The end of the day, you can be a good football team, you can run the ball well, but you're not winning a Super Bowl with Devin Duvernay as your top wide receiver. Let me get to some of these responses. From uh, from Mount Wolf 9, no thanks. Team chemistry is good. He just doesn't want him at all. Team chemistry is good. Why bring in a washed-up wide receiver who will be begging for targets? I'm going to agree to disagree about the washed-up wide receiver thing. You guys... It's amazing how many people decided what Odell Beckham was to the point where they spit in the face of what Odell Beckham actually was when he got to the Rams last season. Because you saw the guy that you saw in Cleveland, you just decided it was over for Odell Beckham. And then you're just ignoring what happened when he was with the Rams. Where he was extraordinarily helpful and played a massive role in them winning the Super Bowl a year ago. Uh, Ujiro. I'm truly on the fence about it. On one hand, we get a great offensive weapon that can make an impact. On the other hand, we win with what we got, which I feel we can do. Can you win a Super Bowl doing it? They keep coming back to that question specifically. I absolutely feel confident that the Ravens can do this, run the ball, line up Devin Duvernay and Demarcus Robinson and Deshaun Jackson and other receivers whose name starts with duh. I don't know how many of them there are. DE receivers. Are there any other DE receivers that are out there on the market that we could get? I can't even think of any off the top of my head. Dennis, Dennis Northcutt still playing football somewhere? What is he, 100 years old? Go call up Dennis Northcutt. Oh, Deontay Harris. Deontay Harris, the uh, Baltimore native. Yeah. Uh, didn't he end up in a little bit of trouble? Yeah, he did, but I think he's still at the Saints. I don't think he is. I think he no. got the. Uh, I think whatever it was, it was not good and might not be employed by anyone at this point. I'm not. I'm not certain about that. Suspended mm. for a DUI. Uh, oh, I see what happened. He changed his name. Oh, oh he's Deontay Hardy. That's right. That's why oh. I didn't realize he was still with the Saints. <laughs> is because when the Ravens played the Saints, I was looking for Baltimore connections on the roster. And I said, oh, I guess Deontay Harris <laughs> is gone. <laughs> I did not. How come nobody told me that Deontay Harris changed his name? <laughs> it's a very strange bit. But he's on IR. So okay. I don't think... Yeah. I don't think that's going to be the route. That's really weird that he changed. That's weird, right? Oh, I looked it up. It's kind of wholesome. It was oh. to honor his stepfather. Oh, so he changed it to it. his stepfather. All right. Now I feel like a jerk. Yeah. Sure. Very sweet. Very sweet. Uh, Curly alum, Deontay. Hardy. Hardy. With a T. Deontay Hardy. Not re- no relation to J.J. Hardy with a D. That we know of. Maybe there is. That would be crazy if we found out that was the case. Um, to win a Super Bowl. It, it, I believe they can win. Can they win a Super Bowl that way? Uh, Chris. Chris chimes in and says, yes, I absolutely believe this could end up being the difference in the Ravens winning the Super Bowl. I'm not c- guaranteeing that it will, but I think right now 
if you had to make me bet as to why the Ravens don't win the Super Bowl, it's because ultimately they end up needing to score 7 to 10 more points against a prolific offense, and having one more capable wide receiver on the field could prove to be the difference in that game. I think that's fair, Chris. I'm not telling you that I, that I know it's the truth, but I think it's a fair way of looking at it. And from Dave, not a chance. Uh, don't mess with what you got. It's working right now. I understand that they're not going to be the most prolific offense. By the way, I actually am going to push back on that. They're still a prolific offense. They're still one of the best scoring offenses in football. It's just not likely to come via the air. They might not be the most prolific offense, but they are winning. Yeah, I mean, I, I get that that's the argument. T continue to get me your responses. At Glenn Clark Radio on Twitter throughout the course of the day. You can always email me, glenn at pressboxonline.com. Do you believe that Odell Beckham could prove to be the difference in whether or not the Ravens can win the Super Bowl? And and why? Like I, It always drives me nuts when somebody responds to this and is like, no, and that's it. We're trying to have a conversation here. Why or why not is the question. Uh, and continue getting your responses throughout the day at Glenn Clark Radio on Twitter. Today's show is also brought to you by the all-new Ginsu Kamado Grill. It is the per perfect ceramic home grill or tailgate grill for smoking, searing, baking, grilling, all kinds of food. You can save $100 right now when you use the code TAILGATE at GinsuGrills.com to order your Ginsu Kamado Grill. And one week from this Sunday, November 20th, the Ravens will be back home taking on the Panthers and you should stop by the Game Day Firehouse, 1202 Ridgely Street, just west of the stadium. Sample the cooking from the Ginsu Kamado Grill. Register to win your own as well as $500 worth of grilling meats. Before the game, next Sunday, the Game Day Firehouse, that's the Firefighters Union Hall on Ridgely Street. Stop by and register to win your own Ginsu Kamado Grill. Joining us now here on GCR, he is an ESPN NFL insider. And this week, they did a roundtable discussing um, various topics related to sort of the halfway point of the NFL season. And one of them was Odell Beckham, and he connected the Baltimore Ravens and Odell Beckham. He is a friend, Mr. Jeremy Fowler, and he's back with us now here on GCR. Jeremy, it's Glenn in Baltimore. It's great to chat with you, sir. Thank you for taking the time for us, as always. Hey, no problem. Uh, it's good to hear your voice, man. I again want to get into this Odell Beckham thing. I want to take it from both sides. Let me start the Ravens side of this. Why does it make sense for the Ravens to be interested in Odell Beckham? Well, you know, it's, it's really a matter of, a matter of attrition. You know, you have a guy like Rashad Bateman going out. Um, it's not the kind of offense where a receiver tends to gravitate toward because tight end heavy. Uh, it's rushing heavy, and it doesn't need the existence of a top-flight receiver to survive. Um, however, uh, once you get deep into the playoffs or deep into the season, you need different looks and you need different makers on the outside. So, um, you know, this this is a team where the receivers have, have probably played a little better than I thought. Um, you know, the supporting cast has been solid. So maybe the, the Ravens don't feel like they have to press there and go get somebody, but um, certainly he could elevate things. I, I tend to agree with you about this. Let me go to the other side, and you kind of alluded to it there. But do the Ravens make sense for Odell Beckham? 
Uh, probably not, just considering he'll have a lot of options. You know, the Cowboys, who have been implicated for Beckham, that offense is a little more wide open. A lot of three and four receiver sets where those guys are, are, are getting fed a pretty healthy number of targets. You know, you're in a big market like Dallas. You know, the Rams, if they can get things together, maybe get another win and feel like they're in contention, will always be a sleeper for, for Beckham. Uh, and then, the, you know, a team like the Chiefs is lurking. So they, I, I wouldn't say that they were they behind the priority list. Um, but, uh, you know, certainly the way Lamar Jackson's playing and uh, the respect that Baltimore commands as an organization and a team that's always going to be around the mix, um, you know, that could be appealing. Uh, Jeremy, I, the question that we're posing to listeners today is, is it possible that something like Odell Beckham could be the difference in the Ravens' chances of winning a Super Bowl? You allude to kind of both sides of this, which is it's working, they're winning, they're playing an incredible, you know, successful brand of football over the last couple of games where they've been dominating time of possession, 38 minutes per game against the Buccaneers and the Saints. But are they going to need, when they face a Bills, a, a Chiefs in the postseason, are they going to need to be able to score a few more points or, or do something like a shootout? Or is it actually smarter for them to just say the hell with it? This is what we're doing. Either we're going to win a Super Bowl doing this or not. We've got who we've got. Yes, but the truth is probably somewhere in between. You know, I just I go back to, you know, late in the season and in the playoffs, it can be about matchups. You know, you need to have um, different ways to win. Uh, and, you know, flexibility within your offense a little bit, and to an extent, you know. Um, like, you look at the Tennessee Titans, right? You know what they're going to do. They're going to run the ball with Derrick Henry. Right. Um, and they have a toughness identity where they can win a lot of games with that. Um, can you get to a Super Bowl with that? You know, it, it, it's harder to decipher once you get to January. I just I, – I don't necessarily think the Ravens have to have a receiver. I just – it would be a nice luxury that they might end up needing – uh, in a certain game or in a certain moment when things tighten up and you just need somebody to go win uh, down the field. I'm inclined to agree with you. I'm inclined to agree. Jeremy Fowler is with us from ESPN here on GCR. Jeremy, as we reference the way the Ravens have been playing over these last two games, we obviously have to point out the Buccaneers and the Saints have not exactly been world beaters this season. Um, is, of course, the, the, the rest of the Ravens' schedule isn't exactly world beaters the rest of the way, with the exception of the final game in Cincinnati. Do you look at what they've done the last two games and say, okay, they've, they've gotten back on track, they've figured it out. Are, are you not, not concerned at all about what we saw in those sort of blown losses or blown leads and losses earlier on in the season? No, I wouldn't say I'm concerned about that because uh, really every team needs to go through some of that. You know, you look at the Eagles right now, they're 8-0, which is great, but you, you know, at some point a loss or two can be good because you need to be battle-tested. Um, some don't believe in that, but, but others do, you know, and so I think that the way the season started for Baltimore, you know, really, uh, you know, kind of uh, forced them to uh, create even more urgency you know, in the locker room and, and, have, and, and the ability to finish games, which they're now doing. So um, maybe that doesn't happen if they didn't have that early uh, setback. So, but, you know, now they can say, hey, look, we've we played uh, nine games and we've had a chance or should have won all of them. Sure. Uh, which is a good sign and uh, yeah, the foundation of a good team. Uh, the only team in football to have had double-digit leads in every game this season, which is it's, – it'd be nicer, to your point, if they had won more of those. But, uh, yeah, it's pretty remarkable. 
Jeremy, uh, Roquan Smith was added into the mix on Monday and looked great. Uh, is there a, a possibility that this Ravens defense is trending back towards maybe being a – what Justin Houston's doing is insane. I have no idea how to explain it. It's, it's a revelation. If not for Geno Smith, it might be the best story in football this season. Um, is there a possibility that this Ravens defense is moving back towards the, the area where they're truly a dominant unit? Uh, you know, it's possibly. I, I, I'm not quite ready to go there yet just because, um, you know, it, it wasn't long ago when they were really struggling last year, and that, part of that was injuries, of course. But, um, you know, still want to see a little bit more out of the secondary. Uh, even though Marlon Humphrey was brilliant there night in yeah, the same game. Um, but, uh, yeah, they're, they're getting some timely playmaking. I, I just – it's interesting because I give them a lot of credit for the way they're playing, but when I looked in the preseason – you know, when you look at their depth chart and their players, it's like, okay, I, I don't know if they have quite enough explosiveness um, to get it done. Now, you had Roquan that changes things, just using the way he's playing. Um, you know, Calais Campbell's still been really productive at his age. So, you know, man, I think they probably have more more options than I thought, and I, I probably underestimated them a little bit. So, um, but we'll see if they can keep it up. I, you know, you still worry a little bit uh, just on the back end with, you know, Marcus Peters always going to take gambles. Right. That'll handle the rookie who's not really fast. You know, can some of that catch up to him a little bit? Uh, Jeremy, when we talk about the AFC, we tend to discuss the Bills, the Chiefs, and, and sometimes the Ravens as well, depending on – of course, here we do, but I don't know if everybody in the country does. Is there another team that you think is being too dismissed in the AFC that used to – again, this time a year ago, none of us were looking at the Bengals and saying that's the team that's going to end up being in the Super Bowl – is there another AFC team that you say, I don't know why, we, I feel like we should still be talking about them as a legitimate Super Bowl contender at this point? Well, you know, look at the Dolphins. I mean, I, I don't know if people are taking them seriously yet, and, and I don't know that they keep this up forever, but, you know, with, with what they have going on, uh, with Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle on the outside, and the Mike McDaniel system and to his accuracy, you know, if their defense can do just enough, and they got Bradley Chubb on the edge now, um, to me, they're as much of a contender as anybody right now. You know, right up there with, I don't know, I'd probably take the Bills or Chiefs ahead of them right now, and maybe the Ravens, but I'd put Miami probably in that four hole uh, in AFC right now. So, you know, and really the Bengals, too. Um, you know, it's interesting, the, the Bengals uh, seem to, you know, they always struggle against the teams like the Browns, we saw them the other day, but then they come out and just pound the Panthers. Um, you know, if they can just hold on until Jamar Chase gets back, uh, they should be in the mix somewhere. I think that's fair. The, the, you bring up the Browns. It's interesting to me because everybody looks at the Ravens' schedule and says, well, they're not going to – they're going to be favored in every game until you get to that final game at Cincinnati. And I keep bringing up that Cleveland game because I, I just don't know what the Browns are once Deshaun Watson starts playing. Like, I have so little thought – as to what he's going to be capable of doing, um, you know, so far removed from having last played football, I, I don't, I have no idea what to make of him. Is is there maybe more of a chance that the Browns are a legitimate threat once Deshaun Watson is on the field? I mean, it's it's really impossible to know how he's going to respond when he gets out there because it has been almost two years, you know. So um, you have to reacclimate to football. That takes time. Uh, but certainly, you know, there's a spot for him in, in kind of that uh, group of top ten quarterbacks. I mean, he's proven that. 
And we've seen some other quarterbacks in the league take a step back where this is a young guy with mobility and a great arm. Like, there's no reason why he shouldn't come in and, and perform well, or at least be an upgrade to where they are now. No, that's a great point. So they can just sort of hang on, you know, get to that 12th game with a reasonable record, then you never know. Um, I, I'm going to, you know, we associate you, obviously, you, you spent a lot of time in Pittsburgh. Um, I, what is what is going on with the Steelers? Like, how do you make sense of a franchise that I guess they think they've got their quarterback and, and it hasn't been great so far and, and Mike Tomlin's still there? Like, it really does sort of feel almost purgatory-ish at the moment with the Steelers, right? It's... Well, a little bit. Um, it's, it's a combination of things. The offensive line is still not very good. Um you know, you have kind of a clumsy transition to Kenny Pickett. And, uh, you know, they just haven't been able to run the ball, so you're putting so much pressure on the quarterback uh, when a young quarterback probably needs more support. And then the defense has been really beat up, you know, like so they just haven't been able to sustain their, their level of excellence. Now they're getting T.J. Watt and some of those guys back this week, so that will help. Um, I, you know, I still think they have a mini run in them. I don't know about the playoffs, but um, – you know, Mike Tomlin's too good a coach for it to totally fall apart. Yeah, we we know that all too well, unfortunately, around these parts. We know it all too well. All right, Jeremy Fowler, um, what's uh, what's next? Where I mean, are you heading anywhere this week? What's what's on uh, Jeremy Fowler's landscape at the moment? Uh, I was at the uh, Panthers game last night, so just headed home. Got to do some uh, sports center stuff, and then just kind of monitoring what goes around around the league uh, this weekend. I'll be at home. so It's not a bad place to be. At Jay Fowler, ESPN is how you follow him. Jeremy Fowler, always appreciate you taking the time for us, man. Thank you so much for doing this this morning. Hey, anytime. Thank you. Jeremy Fowler, ESPN, NFL Insider, checking in with us here on GCR. And I, I tend to agree. I just don't. Man, it would be, to me, it would be very cool if Odell Beckham was like, dude, I've, I've heard everybody else talking about Baltimore. And the experience that they've had reads Kenyon Drake's tweet from the other day, which was downright emotional, talking about playing for this organization. It'd be super cool if Odell Beckham, you know, heard, read that, and was like, "Dude, I I want to know what that's like. I want a chance to go into that building and feel what that feels like." I'm telling you, if I were Odell Beckham, as much as everybody tells me that being in Baltimore is great and. John Harbaugh is great, and it's a great feel in the building. I'd say, yes, but it's also 20 degrees outside. I'm good. I don't need that. Now, I'm from here, so, like, I sign up for it. I know I'm the idiot that moved to Arizona and then moved home. I understand that I'm the, I'm the example of the guy that chose this. But if I wasn't from here... There's no chance in hell. Come on, man. Where do you think I'm going to spend my December? It ain't going to be here where no one can breathe, where everybody's nose is running at all times, or just gross. Uh, no, we got we got um, you know, Bo coming up. It's not that. I I love boarding. We can do later. You know, great. But if not, you know, we'll get him. We we'll tell him. We'll talk to him next week. Um. Sorry, we were, we were trying to. We wanted to talk a little bit about Jordan Lyles and the Orioles. So we're going to see if Mike Bordick wanted to hop on for a minute this morning. But Mike's got things to do. He's got jobs. He's got people to see. I'm. I, I don't know. I'm just in a weird place. 
I'm in a. I, I I wish I wish that I thought that Odell Beckham could be viable. I just don't know that I believe it. It would be one of those. I have to see it before I can believe it. It will stun me if Odell Beckham. I like Jeremy Fowler pointed out. I keep coming back to the Cowboys as being the absolute most logical place for Odell Odell Beckham to choose to play. And I probably feel differently about that if he hadn't won a Super Bowl. If the Bengals had gone down and scored at the end of the game last year and the Bengals had won the Super Bowl, I would be more inclined to believe that Odell Beckham would be interested in the Bills or the Ravens. But having already done it, it's not something you need to do but you can still be somewhere where you have a chance to do it and your life's a bit more pleasant. It just seems like a no-brainer to me, man. I don't. It doesn't seem all that difficult of a choice. All right. Uh, today's program also brought to you by Guilford Hall Brewery. My God, John and Little Rock was at Guilford Hall last night hanging out, enjoying a Guilford Hall lager, the Bavarian-inspired menu. Always great events going on at Guilford Hall Brewery, whether it's Yappy Hour, whether it's live trivia or live music. They are just doing so many cool things at Guilford Hall Brewery, and it's such a gem within our city. 1611 Guilford Avenue in Station North. GuilfordHall.com is the website for you to find out more. If you have not checked out Guilford Hall Brewery, truly encourage you to do that today. And speaking of our buddy John in Little Rock, I want to take a second here. Um, Wish everyone a happy Veterans Day. Um, thank all of you from the bottom of our hearts for all of your service. Reminder, Veterans Day, you say Happy Veterans Day. Memorial Day, you don't say that. It's not a happy day. Veterans Day is a day to celebrate these folks and everything that they've done for us. So an extraordinarily happy Veterans Day and a major from the bottom of our heart thank you to all of you who have served our country and um, if you missed Jaden Umbarger yesterday from uh, Navy talking about why he chose to go to the Naval Academy, I would, uh, I would seriously. In fact, this show stinks. Go back and listen to that show. This show's terrible. Wretched. Celebrate what? These- what in the world? What in the world? There's two of me. Glenception. What the hell's going on here? I thought that was my impression. It's not bad. My Glen impression. Not bad. <laughs> Could use a little work. <laughs> Flying off the handle for no reason. Sometimes I just can't keep it for, in. I just forgetting for how your brain operates. <laughs> There's a word I was trying to think of. Uh, the <laughs> go with that. Um, yes, thank you all uh, very much for your service. And Jaden Umbarger was unbelievable. Of course, Navy Notre Dame tomorrow in Baltimore. When we come back in, we will uh, talk more about the Ravens. Perhaps the chances of Odell Beckham. Who's gonna be back? Uh, next week, what's the, what do things look like? We will discuss all of those things with our buddy Bo Smolka, Press Box Ravens beat writer. We will do that next. It is a Friday edition of Glenn Clark Radio. Receive a free Chick-fil-A chicken sandwich offer card as a thank you when you donate to Toys for Tots on Saturday, November 12th at any of the 13 Baltimore area Chick-fil-A Stuff the Truck event sites. Be one of the first 50 people to donate and you will also get a free t-shirt. For a location list and more information, visit PressBoxOnline.com toydrive toy drive. 
Come experience Maryland's number one sportsbook this NFL season at the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel, the ultimate place for any sports enthusiast. Take advantage of our 24-7 kiosks, massive video screens, and watch all the action from the best seat in the house. With more money paid out than anyone around, make every moment more at the new FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel in Hanover, Maryland. Please play responsibly. Gambling problem? Please call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit mdgamblinghelp.org. The Baltimore County Police Department is hiring. Entry-level officers start at close to $59,000 a year with a $10,000 bonus. Some restrictions apply. Plus a great retirement plan, medical, dental, and vision insurance, advancement to specialized units, tuition reimbursement, 15 sick days earned per calendar year, and even further incentives for military members and veterans. If you have a passion for service and want a career for life, visit JoinBaltimoreCountyPD.com or call 410-887-5542. You must be a United States citizen, possess a valid driver's license, and have a high school diploma or GED equivalent. The Baltimore County Police Department is an equal opportunity employer. Make the most out of every day in your Toyota RAV4. Available in hybrid or gas-only models. A RAV4 can get you where you want to go in style. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new RAV4s from your local Toyota dealer today. The latest edition of Press Box is available now. On the cover, New Maryland basketball coach Kevin Willard sits down with Stan Charles and Glenn Clark to discuss the situation he inherited in College Park and how he plans to get the program turned around. Also, inside, we introduce you to men's and women's college basketball players from all of the teams in the area. And Bo Smoka profiles Ravens receiver Devin DuVernay. Press Box is available for free at over 500 area locations, including 60 Royal Farm stores, and you can always find the entire edition as well as the best daily coverage of the Orioles, Ravens, and Terps at PressBoxOnline.com. Experience the best in Kamado Grilling, a complete outdoor cooking appliance. The Ginsu Kamado Grill allows anyone to sear, grill, bake, and smoke all types of food. Designed for efficiency and function, the Ginsu Kamado Grill upholds the enduring legacy of the iconic Ginsu brand. The Ginsu Kamado Grill is perfect to cook all year round, is great for parties, and ideal for tailgating with your friends. Reserve your Ginsu Kamado Grill today at ginsugrills.com and get $100 off on your pre-order when you use the promo code tailgate that's ginsugrills.com reserve yours today join glenn at halftime of every ravens game for the project game day halftime show at facebook.com slash sports we apologize in advance there's not much we can do about his face oh uh, mike i need you to try to get some video of uh, kz eating the um the um, the the mayo mint apple jelly and try to get that up sure. on tiktok today if we can't uh, i would appreciate that didn't hear back from KZ. We should probably text him to see how he's feeling. Send KZ a text. Just say, hey, man, how you, how you feeling after yesterday as uh, KZ at one point didn't look great. Like, at one point, he stopped for a while, and I was a little nervous about uh, old Ken Zalis, but he did come in, pay off his bet uh, yesterday as he consumed a mayo and mint apple jelly sandwich with a healthy amount of both mayo and mint apple jelly on it. The funny part is he's very excited about losing next week. So he can come in here and do the chili cinnamon roll thing that apparently they love in the plains, and it makes no damn sense to me whatsoever. But uh, appreciate KZ coming in and doing that. Would like an update. Would like to know how it is that he is feeling after that experience, which seemed, in a word, unpleasant. Unpleasant is how it seemed to me. All right, uh, a reminder, Stan the Fan had two great shows for you this week. On Monday, 
He and Ross Grimsley caught up with Dave Tremblay, former Orioles manager. You can find that right now, as well as a show he did with uh, Mr. Baltimore Sports Collectibles himself, Danny Black. Both shows are available, facebook.com slash pressboxsports, youtube.com slash pressboxonline, or pressboxonline.com slash video. So if you're missing your Stan the Fan fix this morning, then you can find uh, all of those shows right now and enjoy Stan the Fan talking baseball and talking sports collectibles this week on Facebook Live. From Brian, uh, don't think uh, Odell Beckham will be the difference in the Super Bowl or not. Our offense is not pass first, and he might start complaining about targets. Dance with the girl you brought to the dance. I mean, you, I, I know what you think you're saying, and I, I do. I understand what you think you're saying. But you also intended to bring Rashad Bateman to the dance, and Rashad Bateman's not there. So this, this isn't the girl, Right? This is this is like, hey, I know I know you were planning on taking M- Melanie to the dance, but she's unavailable. Would you would you like to take her weird cousin Dora? And I, that's unfair because it's, I don't want to say weird. Would you like to take her cousin Dora? And you're like, well, is she is she pretty? Like, is she nice? No. <laughs> well, then I I'm not sure that I want to date take Dora to the dance. Maybe maybe I could call somebody else and see if I could take them to the dance. Like you understand what I'm trying to say about this? Like, I, I, I would maybe understand this a bit more if Rashad Bateman hadn't gotten hurt. I could understand the argument for saying because I've always been the person that even when Rashad Bateman was healthy, I thought the Ravens could use another wide receiver. But I would understand the argument from those that are opposed a bit more if Rashad Bateman was healthy and had kept playing well to this point in the season. Hey, don't rock the boat. You got your guy. Let's just ride with this. But I think all of us know, as much as we like Devin DuVernay, as much as we've seen from Devin DuVernay, this isn't really enough. Now, again, we keep coming back to, but can it be enough if you can run the ball in a dominant fashion and you can play a dominant level of defense and to that answer maybe maybe it can be enough but i i don't really understand the pushback i one i don't think odell beckham would be coming to baltimore thinking that he would be guaranteed a certain number of targets per game like if he's coming here i don't think the ravens walk in and say dude we're gonna start we're we're opening things up now that you're here you're here throwing 50 times a game man you see Patrick Mahomes threw the ball 68 times last week. It's going to be nothing compared to what we're doing. Triple digits, baby. That's what the Ravens offense is going to be now that you're – I don't it, – it's quite silly. You would presume that if Odell Beckham came here, it's because the Ravens had a conversation with him, said, look, we do what we do, but we need somebody that's a bit more reliable, that we can count on, that can win a few more one-on-one matchups. We believe that you can be that guy. If that's something you'd be interested in, let's talk. And if Odell, Odell Beckham said, nah, man, I need to get the ball 15 times a game, then the Ravens would say, that's okay, that's not, we don't do that here. That's not how things work. And that's where the conversation would end. So that part of it, the, I think he's going to be unhappy. I'm good, I'm good. I'm uh, Griffin, make sure you turn off your mic when you uh, make the phone call. It's okay. Life will go on. I'm sure, 
Although everybody probably enjoys the pleasantries that you're exchanging yeah. with Bo Smoke. It was a preview. Yeah, right. Bo Smoke a trailer. <laughs> Get to hear behind the scenes. <laughs> this is one of the... We do have to work on when the mics are on and when the mics are off. It's something that we'll... We'll have a test on that later, see how that goes. Let's welcome in Pressbox Ravens beat writer Bo Smoka, who is with us here on a Friday edition of the program as he is throughout the season. Bo, good morning, my friend. How are you? I'm good. Good morning to you. A um, lot of conversation in Raven circles about Odell Beckham. I-, I continue to say I think Odell Beckham would make sense for the Baltimore Ravens. I just don't think that the Baltimore Ravens will make sense for Odell Beckham. I think that's a fair assessment. I mean, I think Odell Beckham, if he wants to go around and find a place where they're going to chuck the ball 40 or 50 times a game, then he needs to be looking somewhere else. Uh, that's not what the Ravens want to do or be. But the Ravens are certainly feeling a little shorthanded at the receiver position. But you're right. I mean, it's, it's got, as John Harbaugh likes to say, it takes two to tango. And I, I don't know. I mean, again, if you're Odell Beckham, you're looking for a place that there's going to be a lot of targets thrown your way. And I don't see that happening here. Um, based now, you know, we, talk, we asked this question of you last week, Bo, after what we saw in the second half against Tampa. But now we've got two games of it. I, I, getting Mark Andrews back to me, I can't fathom that changes the straight. They, they've held the ball for 38 minutes a game for their last two games. It's been dominant. I have to imagine this is a recalibration. This is the Ravens remembering who they are. This is what they're going to attempt to be for the rest of the season, right? It should be because it works. Uh, yes, I think it is who they want to be. And I know John Harbaugh and others will say, you know, we want to be a balanced offense. We're, we're, we want to be – they obviously have to be able to have some sort of passing game threat. But even when these teams are putting eight guys up in the box and they're having one wide receiver out and they're not even pretending they're going to throw, they're still able to run the ball. And a lot of that goes to um, – and they didn't have Dobbins or Edwards for most of this time. Edwards got hurt, obviously, in the, in the game at Tampa, but – it goes to a really kind of, I think, improving rapidly offensive line. Ronnie Stanley is looking back to form. Tyler Lindebaum is really looking like a first-round draft pick. Uh, Zeitler has been steady. Morgan Moses has been steady. Yeah. Ben Powers has been steady. So that, that's the heart of it. Once they can do that, and you've got Patrick Ricard blocking in front of these guys, you know, Kenyon Drake suddenly is looking like a legitimate running back that, that he didn't look like in the first couple of games. And remember, they ended up making him the inactive when Dobbins right. came back. Uh, and then he carried 24 times. That's the most carries by any Ravens running back since 2015. I mean, they, they generally are not going to be a one-back offense. And I think they won't be when they get Edwards back and maybe when they get whenever Dobbins comes back. They, but, yeah, they, this is who they are. This is how they built their roster. They chose not to draft a wide receiver. They chose not to sign a marquee wide receiver. They don't have to cho- trade for a wide receiver. Um, and, and this is who they are. And I know maybe there are people who are going to say, well, Lamar Jackson's not throwing enough to get the big contract. His contract is always looming over everything. But this is who they are. This is who they want to be. And it's where they're most successful. I think it's very fair to question, can they be something other than that? If they somehow were to fall behind by 17 points against someone, they need to score three quick scores in the fourth quarter. Can they do it through the air? Because I wrote something this morning for Press Box Online about five questions for the second half of the season, and that's number one. Can this team win through the air if they have to? Well, and and was, I think it's a question they don't know the answer to. Bo, that was essentially what my column was about this week, right, at PressBoxOnline.com, which is it's the, it's the subtext to all of this. I, 
what we don't know, and there's no way to have an answer. We're just asking it because it, it, it lingers. They, they haven't had a lot of playoff success. They lost games, some of the better teams they faced this year. The, the question keeps coming back to, as, as well as this might work, is it going to be enough to beat the Bills, the Chiefs, the Bengals, the Dolphins, the types of teams that you're going to face in the AFC playoffs? And, and I asked the question acknowledging there's, and I wrote the column acknowledging there's no possible way to know. I still think they're better off trying it this way than doing some of the other things they were doing at the beginning of the year. Like, if you're going to have Greg Roman and no wide receivers, then I would probably run a Greg Roman offense and, and take a shot at it that way. I don't know why I would do something else, but I, there's no way for us to know yet if that will be enough to beat the best teams that you're going to face should you get to the playoffs. No, there isn't. And obviously their offense has changed somewhat because now they've lost Rashad Bateman who, yep. you know, in the first couple of games, he really flashed a couple of big plays and they're hoping Deshaun Jackson might be able to bring some of that. But at his age, it's unlikely to, or you, we don't know what he can bring um, at this age, but they, they need some, they need some way to be able to open up that if they need to. Uh, I will say their defense looks significantly better no than question. it did early in the season. I mean, the defensive backfield looks better and they don't even have Marcus Williams back yet. And they're, Pass rush is really rounding into form. So both of those things bode well for them against any of these so-called good teams they might match up within the playoffs. But you're right. I mean, we will never know until it happens, but this is who they want to be. There's no question about it. He is press box Ravens beat writer Bo Smolka. He's with us here on GCR. Um, Bo, the, the timetable, right, the time frame for Gus Edwards and Mark Andrews specifically, I think – you know, there was a lot of hope that it was just going to be, you know, have him sit out for the New Orleans game, give him the bye, everything should be good. Is there any reason not to think that that will be the case on the other side of the bye? Uh, and not that I've heard. I mean, and, you know, Edwards, they describe as a mild hamstring. With Edwards, you got to worry just because his, his, his leg was really messed up last year and then come back and have a hamstring injury. But, um, you know, they do, they do have effectively two weeks off. Andrews, I... I'm not expecting it to be a long-term thing with him. I mean, he's tough and he wants to be out there. And they, I think they were wise to, to not play him. And I don't know if, if it was even a question, but um, they had said all along the, the, the bye week and the schedule of the bye week and around the bye week and the two short games before that, all of that factor in how they utilize certain players. But uh, it was a tricky time of year, but now they get the benefit of just this 21 days or whatever with one game. So coming out of the bye week, they do have an extra week to, to rest those guys. Um, I'm not expecting either of them to be long-term situations. Obviously, if Andrews were to be, then that changes a lot with this team because he's so much of what they want to do on offense. Um, but they did see. We saw they were able to win without him, which was also encouraging. Bo, you brought up the defense, and I couldn't agree more. It, it It's looked incredible. these last, And by the way, could Roquan Smith have looked any better in a short, you know, getting here quickly and getting thrown into the wolves? And you know, that's the reason why they were willing to, to pay a big price to get Roquan Smith because he's that good. But the revelation in all of this is Justin Houston. I mean, this is insane. Like, this is, outside of Geno Smith, this is maybe the best story in football this season. How do you explain what has gone on with Justin Houston now at eight and a half sacks through just six games this season? I mean, it's quite amazing, and it's six and a half sacks in the last three games. Uh, I mean, part of it, I think part of it is 
they've been able to ration him a little more, and he was, he's not worn down like he was in those first couple of games. Now the, the Saints game, he played more than he had in the others. Um, he, he took those. He had those three games off with his groin injury. Um, and I, I'd have to go back and watch all six and a half, all, all the sacks, which I have not done on the all 22 and see what, what's creating the, the chances for him. But part of it obviously is himself. He's playing like a younger, quicker guy. Um, and so much, much credit to him. And, and he now, I mean, he said he contemplated retiring, but now, I mean, there's no question teams are what teams, the teams coming up on this schedule have to really, really factor for him. So what does that mean for Odafe Owe or, any other people that Tyus Bowser or Ajabo whenever he comes back. I mean, right. not that you weren't factoring for Houston, but it, it's going to make everybody better. And I think everyone is going to be able to rotate more and stay fresher. And as the game wears on, that's going to be their benefit. But Houston's been remarkable. There's no question about it. And, and you know, he's 33 years old. He gets a groin pull after playing a lot the first two weeks. And you're thinking, like, this could be the potential for a, you know, a difficult season because who knows when he'll come back from that and how much that will linger. He's just been unbelievable for the last three games and playing, like I said, playing 10 years younger. I know it's difficult because we were probably just going to default to Lamar, but I feel like if, if you guys passed out team MVP ballots right now at the midway point, I, I, I'd be inclined to write Justin Houston's name down at the moment as team MVP. He'd be on the short list for sure. I mean, it is tricky, right? Because Lamar Jackson, where's the team without Lamar Jackson? Right. We don't know, but Correct. we can assume it wouldn't be where it is. Hard to say. Hard to say. But he's certainly up at the, up there with one of the very few. I mean, he's been an absolute stud for the last month. And, and can he keep it up at this age? We'll see. But like I said, this group is getting better and deeper as the year goes on. And that's kind of what they knew would happen. They knew they'd be getting Bowser and Ajabo back at some point. Um, and so they kind of took the long view all along with that. We, we kind of scoffed at the beginning of the year. They broke camp with two healthy outside linebackers, and it looked really bleak, and then Justin Houston gets hurt, and you're thinking, where is this pass rush going to come from? Um, and I will say also, Mike McDonald, I think, has done a good job in terms of timing some of these defensive backfield blitzes, and so like Kyle Hamilton gets there, or Mark, Marlon Humphrey gets there, and they're not doing a lot, but they're getting there sometimes when they do. And I think that's also made everybody on, on that um, pass rush better. So I give them all a lot of credit, but they thought all, I mean, I think they viewed all along that this pass rush should ascend as the season goes on. And it clearly is. Bo, um, give me the biggest storyline for you of the second half of the season. What, what is the most significant storyline as far as the Ravens in the context of their, you know, push to try to win a Super Bowl? Well, I think it's I think it's what we talked about. The number one question to me, and we we but we we don't know when we'll ever have to find that answer out. The number one question to me is, can they win when they have to pass? Because honestly, Lamar Jackson has not been a great passer this year. He has missed several open receivers on big play potential, and those are plays when the margin is small have to be made, and they haven't been made so far. And overall, it hasn't cost them. And we don't know. With the schedule they have, they, the division is theirs to lose. Right. Quite frankly, they have a one-game lead. Cincinnati's already got three division losses. Um, so even if they were to split at the end of the season, there's a good chance the Ravens would hold the divisional tiebreaker. The Ravens, their division, it's there to lose for them. So if they were to not win the division, something went horribly wrong at this point, I think. But when the margins are tough, when the competition's tough, 
can Lamar Jackson win passing the ball? And like you say, we don't know that, and we don't know when he'll have to figure it out. And maybe he will, and I'll give him a lot of credit. He's a super, super competitive guy, and, he, and, and it's, you know, doubt Jackson at your peril kind of thing. Sure. He just usually finds a way. Sure. But I think that's still an absolutely looming question over this team, particularly after the injury to Bateman. Uh, you know, Bo, I'll add in a, a second thought to that is like it, it's also not impossible that they won't, right? Like, and I, I do bring that up, Con. It's not impossible that doing what they do, that they might just be able to dictate pace against every, even the good teams that they play. Even when they weren't as sharp earlier, they were dictating pace early on against the Bills in that game, right? And I. I, I think your point is is well taken. I just always try to throw in the other side of it, which is, is it possible that they can just be the aggressors? They can be the team that says, you're going to have to play the way that we play, even when they face better teams and, and better quarterbacks in the postseason. Uh, they, they could. I mean, let's face it. They should have beaten the Bills. They right. should have beaten them. Right. If they convert a fourth down earlier or if they don't throw, even if they don't throw the interception, they might win that game. And the Bills have to start at the two instead of at the 20. So they did dictate what they wanted to do in large stretches of that game. Um, and they obviously should have beaten Miami. They should have beaten good teams. So, yeah, they might be able to do it that way. They absolutely might be able to do it that way. And, and so maybe we'll never need to know the answer to that. Um, but it's, it's an interesting it's a very interesting dynamic because they clearly constructed the roster this way by choice, right? They didn't, they didn't draft a wide receiver. They didn't sign a big time wide receiver when they could have, they didn't trade for a wide receiver, even after they knew Bateman was hurt. Um, this is who they are and this is what they're going to ride with. In the new print issue of press box, Bo Smolka wrote about emerging Ravens offensive star, Devin Duvernay. You can go find that right now for free at your neighborhood, Royal farms, any of the hundreds of locations around town where you find press box and read it all at pressboxonline.com. Uh, any other plans for, you know, with, with no game to cover this weekend, any other plans for what we might be seeing at pressboxonline.com, Bo? Uh, I, I'll tell you my plans. I'm going to Navy Notre Dame game tomorrow. Very cool. So that's Very my plan. Cool. That's not a bad way to spend a uh, Saturday. I used to work. I used to work at Navy, and my son is at Notre Dame. Yep. So I'm a bit conflicted, but we're going to cheer for the Irish. But I, it's, ah. a, it's a great game every year, so ah. we will be there. All right. Well, that's no, and I'm glad that the it's in Baltimore, and it'll be an amazing atmosphere. And I will not be cheering for the Irish. Actually, I have to work tomorrow, so I can't make it. But um, I it, look, I've been excited about it all week. We had. Uh, DJ Brown, Notre Dame safety, is an Annapolis native. He was on the show earlier in the week, and he was wonderful. And um, uh, uh, just great thing. Great thing for our city. At B. Smolka on Twitter is how you follow him. Bo Smolka, appreciate you as always, my friend. Enjoy the game. We'll talk to you next Friday, all right? All right, thank you. Take care. It's Bo Smolka, Pressbox Ravens beat writer, joining us here on GCR. All right, hour number one of today's program is in the book. Still to come today. Uh, we're going to chat with Tim Brando, Timmy B from Fox. He's going to be on the call for Maryland Penn State tomorrow up in State College. And uh, we'll get a little young Utes. Micah will let us know what's going on in the world of the young this week. That is all on the way in hour number two of Glenn Clark Radio. 
Experience the best in Kamado Grilling, a complete outdoor cooking appliance. The Ginsu Kamado Grill allows anyone to sear, grill, bake, and smoke all types of food. Designed for efficiency and function, the Ginsu Kamado Grill upholds the enduring legacy of the iconic Ginsu brand. The Ginsu Kamado Grill is perfect to cook all year round, is great for parties, and ideal for tailgating with your friends. Reserve your Ginsu Kamado Grill today at ginsugrills.com and get $100 off on your pre-order when you use the promo code TAILGATE. That's ginsugrills.com. Reserve yours today. The latest edition of Press Box is available now. On the cover, New Maryland basketball coach Kevin Willard sits down with Stan Charles and Glenn Clark to discuss the situation he inherited in College Park and how he plans to get the program turned around. Also, inside, we introduce you to men's and women's college basketball players from all of the teams in the area. And Bo Smoka profiles Ravens receiver Devin DuVernay. Press Box is available for free at over 500 area locations, including 60 Royal Farm stores, and you can always find the entire edition as well as the best daily coverage of the Orioles, Ravens, and Terps at PressBoxOnline.com. Another Orioles season is in the books, and the bat-around was there every step of the way as the Birds posted their first winning season in six years. And after promoting two number one overall prospects in Adley Rutschman and Gunnar Henderson, Mike Elias has said it's liftoff from here. Hi, I'm Paul Valley, and along with my co-host Zach Goodman, we'll be here every Saturday from 10 a.m. to noon all off-season discussing every signing, trade, and waiver claim as we navigate the cold winter months that lead to spring training. You can watch us at youtube.com slash pressboxonline and facebook.com slash pressboxsports or listen live at pressboxonline.com slash radio. And if you miss a show, you can find us anywhere you get your podcast. So tune into the Bat Around with Paul Valley and Zach Goodman every Saturday from 10 a.m. to noon right here at Pressbox Sports. Stan the Fan here, welcoming back one of my favorite sponsors, the Costas Inn. And everybody around Baltimore knows the Costas Sin is a great place to go and grab crabs, steaks, salads, soups, whatever's on your mind to eat in person. But did you know that the Costas Inn has upped their game? They are now one of the premier takeout places in Baltimore. Give them a call now to order your food. 410-477-1975. That's the Costas Inn over 4100 North Point Boulevard. The Baltimore County Police Department is hiring. Entry-level officers start at close to $59,000 a year with a $10,000 bonus, some restrictions apply. Plus a great retirement plan, medical, dental, and vision insurance, advancement to specialized units, tuition reimbursement, 15 sick days earned per calendar year, and even further incentives for military members and veterans. If you have a passion for service and want a career for life, visit JoinBaltimoreCountyPD.com or call 410-887-5542. You must be a United States citizen, possess a valid driver's license, and have a high school diploma or GED equivalent. The Baltimore County Police Department is an equal opportunity employer. If you can't listen or watch live, you can subscribe to the show via Spotify, Amazon, or Apple Podcasts. Leave a five-star review while you're there. Or, if lying isn't your thing, we'll take a three-and-a-half-star review, too. All right, back in here on GCR as we continue into hour number two of the program. A couple more responses that have come in to our think tank question from... We got breaking news over here. Oh, excuse me? Yeah. Wait, uh, wait KZ, what? KZ said that oh. he is oh. all good. You really should have sold that better. What? Like, when you said it was breaking news, you really should have, like, followed that up. Like, this is huge. Okay. Like, you really, 
Like, really overselling that moment. This is unreal. I'm glad you got an update from Ken Zalas. Don't get me wrong. Like, I want the update from Ken Zalas, but I just feel like when you decided that you were going to go the route of saying it was breaking news, you could have sold oh, okay. more. We're still working. You're, you're, you're young. Yet. I'll have, you got a long I'll, way I'll to go. I'll have the soundboard next time, and I'll have, like, I just, a sign. I just, I like just feel like, or you could have used some deception. Like, you could yeah. have, like, gotten me to believe that you were actually reading a You're tweet. not going to believe what he said. Like, you could have turned and said... I mean, this we, we really got to think about this now moving forward. Like you could have just used deception right. to then turn around and been like, Ken Zalas, you know, farted after this yesterday or whatever it is that you're about to say. I'm not sure. He said he's he said he's all good. Uh, it didn't sit well for a bit, but he is. Well, all I can't imagine good. it would sit well. Now, yeah. did you 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 took everything home with you? Correct. Uh, no, I left the mail. I, I left actually them both here. There's no bread here, but they're why? Because I don't want it. <laughs> Okay, but we don't want it here either. It's just going to grow mold well, what if, here. Well, what if what if what if something comes up and uh, we need mint apple jelly? Like, does anybody have an emergency I mint mean, apple jelly can? I mean, I don't want Griffin's it. Like, I don't want I it home do. either. Well, I don't then want it get home rid either. of it. Right. Like, don't yeah, bring Micah back. Uh, bad, Micah. <laughs> he left the mayo just open under the table. So right. That eventually, eventually, we'd realize. God, like I left it here for what purpose? <laughs> You plan it on Monday, I mean, maybe you get a little hungry. You're I like, I could use a snack. We do a lot of mayo things, so I mean, we do, true. I, I mean, we've done a couple of mayo things. <laughs> I I guess if you want to use the, leave the mayo here, I, I don't know, man. That doesn't really make a whole lot of sense to me. It'll add to the challenge if the mayo's been sitting for weeks for the next mayo <laughs> <Right>. sandwich. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, Proctor says, keep your mint apple jelly refrigerated after opening. That is important. I yeah. I, I guess. Um, I took I raced home with that Chick-fil-A sauce the other day they brought to me. <laughs> My son last night was like, can I have some of that? I said, no! No, it's mine! Did they bring you Chick-fil-A sauce? No! They said it was for Glenn Clark, not for Graham Clark, stupid. That's what I said That's to what him. That's what you said to him. He was like, well, I've got these nuggets. I could just really go for some Chick-fil-A sauce. I'm like, you'll use ketchup and you'll like it, jerk. Then I told him I, I slept with his mom. <laughs> Just burying Graham Clark. I, I was like, I was like, you suck. I totally slept with your mom. The roast of Graham Clark. It was great. It was a great day. Uh, I probably deserved it. Oh, he definitely deserved it. He's a jerk. Got a big power dinner on Sunday night, by the way. Uh, our the Clarks, the Proctors. And the Gatsby's all getting together for dinner on Sunday night. The Gatsby's, big, the great know. one. You guys don't. Oh, you, I always forget that you haven't been around for very long. The Gatsby's have been a recurring characters on the program over the mm. years. Gotcha. I, I referenced years ago that we have we have uh, friends that have a, a pool and a boat. And when I brought that up the first time, uh, Kyle was like, "What are the Gatsby's?" So it we've just gone. Like we've gone with the Gatsby's forever to describe that. So yeah, we're all getting together for dinner on Sunday night. The bi the big bi week dinner on Sunday night. Mm. We're going to the old Japanese steakhouse because uh, Gatsby's are renting out the. The whole they, they could. <laughs> I mean, they're not bad. They're not really wealthy. I want to make that abundantly clear. Yeah, they're fine. They're doing fine. They have a pool and a boat. Like they're doing fine, but they're not wealthy. That's crazy because me and Griffin are available. And oh yeah, we, we I was totally for, thinking uh, about asking you. We were looking for something to do. The thing is, the Gatsby's are very clear. Could have gone for Japanese steak. Very but, clear yeah. about no, not having, not having that. I'm actually a little bit. I feel like there could be pandemonium. Like I, the Japanese steakhouse is always a ten. Always a ten. I don't care how hack it makes you. The Japanese Steakhouse is a 10. Without a doubt. 10 and a half. Every time they do all the dumb bits, you're like... Like hibachi? Oh, my. When, they, when they're the guys like, I'm going to make the volcano, yeah. you're like, hell yeah! 
It's like uh, I would used to. I would, I've seen Jimmy Chicken Shack a hundred times in my life, but every time they do do right, I'm singing along. Every time I go to that damn Japanese steakhouse, and they say egg roll, and they just spin the egg. A hundred percent. I'm, I'm wilding <laughs> out, man. Nothing lives up to it every time. Nothing delivers consistently. He's just wearing a bib, waiting for them to start throwing start throwing in my mouth every time. <laughs> I love the one where they have like the. I guess it's supposed to be soy sauce or something, and it like squirted at somebody. A hundred percent, man. String. All <laughs> of the bits. I can't wait for all of them. And I took the kids. It back in the spring, I want to say we took the kids for the first time, and the kids, of course, this is the first time they've seen it. Were panicked. I, who have seen it a hundred times, was also panicked because it's great. Nothing better than a trip to the Japanese steakhouse. Um, so yeah, we're taking the the, the the Proctors have two kids that have not yet been to the Japanese steakhouse. The Gatsby's have two kids, one a little bit too young to to fully understand it. But yeah, we're gonna have a nice power dinner. Uh, on Sunday night, the uh, the Proctors, the Gatsby's, and the Clark's all getting together for dinner. I'm looking forward to that. All right. Oh, you know who else delivers? I've said this before. The two the two basic concepts that always deliver, the Japanese Steakhouse and your neighborhood piano bar. I'm telling you, those two concepts, no matter what, you're always going to have a good time. That's the other thing about the Japanese Steakhouse. The food's also good afterwards. Like, it's not yeah. the greatest food you're ever going to have in your life, but it's always good. You always walk away like, well, that was a good meal. I enjoyed that. Every layer of it. Piano bar, same thing. You're always going to go in there. You're going to yell out the the, the, the expletive-laden lines that aren't in the song. Like You're going to do all that. You're going to sing along to Sweet Caroline. You're going to have a great time. Piano bar, Japanese steakhouse. Always deliver. Always, always, always work. And the next Tyus Bowser show will be next Tuesday night. We will be at Mother's North Grill in Timonium. And we'd like to have you come join us. Tyus and a special guest will be there. Ooh, I thought I was about to burp there for a second. That was going to be <laughs> awkward. scared. I don't know what was about to happen. Tyus Bowser shows partnership with Pressbox and Great Eights memorabilia. It's brought to you by Maryland Vascular Specialists and the all-new Ginsu Kamado Grill. Find out more by going to pressboxonline.com slash Bowser. No, Proctor, unfortunately, they closed the piano bar that was in town. They had, there was It was a good one, too, uh, Howl at the Moon, but it's no longer there. But we still got a Japanese steakhouse or two, and we're going there, baby. That's the way it's going to go. All right, let's uh, switch gears. I am... Um, I, look, man, I'm, I, I haven't talked quite as much about the Maryland-Penn State game this week because after my trip out to Madison last week, i got to be honest with you, it was a bit of a, a, bit of a gut punch. But Maryland will try to uh, shake it off and get a big win. I feel like that's significant um, to try to record one of these wins this season. They're at Penn State tomorrow afternoon, 3.30 on Fox. The man who will be on the call, one of my absolute favorites, he is the great Timmy B. Tim Brando, back with us now here on GCR. Timmy B., it's Glenn in Baltimore. It's always great to catch up with you, sir. Thank you for taking the time for us. Same to you, Glenn, and uh, we're looking forward to it. It's going to be uh an important game for both teams. And at this time of the year in November, you want to be involved in, in games that people remember. And, and let me just say this. I know the, the Wisconsin game was a bit of a gut punch, but remember they were coming off a, an open date too. And, and they've got a young coach that they're inspired to, to help keep the job permanently. Uh, so that was a little bit of an edge. And certainly being at Camp Randall makes it tough. This is a di- difficult stretch for any young team that's emerging. And I think Coach Locke's, uh, is in charge of a young team that's emerging. And uh, look, another difficult test against a quality defense. Well, and, and, the, uh, 
And, and Tim, you know, I, I sat I sat out in the crowd. My wife and I sat out in the stands last week, and we couldn't figure out why we could get we could get fifteenth row tickets at Camp Randall Stadium for twenty bucks. It was amazing because we didn't look at the weather ahead of time. It was miserable. I, yeah, look, yeah. Tim. I think what you bring up, Maryland's story is probably not going to be all that drastically different. You know, if they beat Penn State on Saturday, as far as what you know the results of the season will be, but I think more. For for showing the progress, they're gonna you know they're bowl eligible already. It's gonna be back to back bowl games for Maryland. They'll probably beat Rutgers, so they'll probably at least get seven wins. But I think for showing the signs of progress, that this isn't just you know Maryland's capable of winning six seven games. That's all they'll ever be able to do. I think for showing signs to a fan base of we are still taking steps forward, winning yeah. a game against a prominent Big Ten team would go a really long way for Mike Loxley. No question. No question. And eight and four just sounds a lot better than seven and five. That's a great point. I mean, let's be clear. And the Nittany Lions are number 14 in the country. Uh, And the large reason that they are that is because of brand name, but also they can back it up with uh, quality play themselves this season. They gave away that Ohio State game. If you look at that game closely, and, and I did in preparation for this week, you know, for 35 minutes, well, 30, 30, 30, 35 to 40 minutes of that game, they were in control. And as it started to slip in the early stages of the fourth quarter, a lot of kind of crazy things happened. Now, Ohio State helped force those things. But Penn State's good. I mean, they're really good. And I think athletically, they are getting the kind of talent, not the same numbers of the talent, but the kind of talent that Ohio State generally gets. I would argue maybe from uh, a defensive standpoint, they're on par with the kind of talent that, that they get, not quite on the same level on the offensive side of the ball. Maryland uh, has great skilled people. Yep. And the receiving core is outstanding. And if, and if Talia Tangavailoa gets the time, he can burn anybody. I mean, he can. The question will be, can the offensive line hold up against a defensive front and a linebacking core that's really outstanding? Uh, for Penn State. Weather could be an issue uh, as well. We were thinking that the cold and the rain would come in tonight. The prior forecast was for that. Now they're showing uh, remnants of the rain lingering maybe into tomorrow. I think they need a fast track. I think Maryland wants this, this weather to get out, even if it's cold, because it's supposed to get much colder after the rain gets through here. I think the high is going to be 52 or 3. The low is going to be 31 or two and the game will be ending in, at dark. So, you know, we'll see. I think the level of, of uh, play in terms of dynamic and explosive plays needs to be there for Maryland. They, you know, you don't need to have great outstanding long drives uh, to win this game. You just need more explosive plays. And by that, I mean more 20 plus yard plays, whether it's in the run game or the pass game. And I think, uh, you know, with, with, uh, uh, Rakeem and with and with uh, Demas on on either side and Jones and and really the uh, the tight ends have been very good. I'm no very doubt. impressed no doubt. with the tight ends that have been utilized this year uh, by Dan Enos. So I, I think that the game has a chance to be uh, a classic. I really do because Penn State is going to try to ball control and win with its defense. Maryland needs its contrasting styles. They need dynamic plays and uh, opportunities, be opportunistic on the defensive side. He is Tim Brando. He's on the call tomorrow, 3.30 on Fox from Maryland, Penn State. 
Tim, I, I agree with everything you said, and it really that was the glaring thing to me about last week is that when Maryland wasn't able to throw the ball early on, it's not like Maryland can't run. They've run the ball success. I mean, mm-hmm. my gosh, you know, one of the one of the yeah. best freshmen in the country this season, yeah. right? Yeah, like I'm, they've yeah. they've run the ball well, but I I just the difference up front, the difference when you become, um, you know, one dimensional offensively was kind of glaring. And this is one of the better Maryland offensive lines we've seen, but there's still quite a difference between a Maryland offensive line and what they're lining up at Wisconsin or even what they're lining up at Penn State. For as good as the skill position players are, that still seems to be the biggest disparity between Maryland and the rest of the Big Ten at the moment. Right. You know, Coach Locks knew that when he got there. Uh, He has improved it, yes, but it's harder uh, now than it used to be in large measure because of the portal. Uh, I, I think that that's one of the ways, frankly, that uh, he needs to look from a recruiting standpoint uh, because that's the hardest position to find in the portal, okay, uh, is offensive linemen. Really, the great programs have them, uh, and the, the, the mediocre programs uh, don't seem to have as many. They may have some, but they don't have as many. So, you know, he's a great recruiter. The staff, I think, does an excellent job in that area, too. And where you're situated geographically, you're going to get that talent. You know, Mike is going to get that talent, but he's got to be able to augment it with the offensive line. I don't know how you do that. I'm not in the business of recruiting, but I think that's the one area that still needs to be addressed uh, aggressively. And uh, I look forward. We'll be we'll be chatting with him later this afternoon. And by the way, that's another great thing about him: uh, access. You know, a lot of times when we get road teams. We're Zooming with them on a Wednesday or a Tuesday. Frankly, I, I, it's always my preference, and Spencer's too, to speak with them in person uh, on Friday, the night before the game. That's when you get the latest information. That's when they can give you a sense of perspective on the week. Uh, and as soon as I get off the phone with you, I'm uh, headed over to, uh, to uh, Beaver Stadium. We're going to be visiting with James Franklin there and with his staff and going to their last walkthrough. And, and then we'll head over just a, a mile or so away to the, um, the Maryland uh, hotel and, uh, and spend time with um, both the coaches and a couple of players that that's, he, he gets it. You know, I, I, am a, I'm a Michael Loxley fan. I don't root for teams, well but I do, I, I do root for individuals. And I think his heart's in the right place. I think he wants to make young people better. Uh, and he wants to make Maryland a memorable program again. And I think he's on his way. Um, I, by the way, that's where I was going next. So you kind of answered the question, Tim. Like, I, whatever happens these next couple of weeks, whether they get, whether they can pick, and I, you know, Ohio State might be, you know, way too much of a mountain to ask them to climb. I mean, Ohio State's a monster, right? Um, but whatever but happens, not well. I, Ohio State not played well. That's I mean, fair. That's right, fair. Yep. I'm going to tell you right now. If you look at Michigan and Ohio State and their performances against Penn State, okay, Michigan handled Penn State. Ohio State was gifted that W, okay? That's true. I, I, the, the Buckeyes, have, they've got the best personnel. They have been hit a lot with injuries, so it's a good thing they've got a lot of personnel. But, um, listen, it's a crazy year, man. Any, <laughs> you can catch your lightning in a bottle. I mean, we've seen that all across the college football landscape. But go ahead. No, I mean, Alabama's never looked vulnerable in, in, in my memory. Yeah. Like, I can't remember a time yeah. where it happened, and here we are. <laughs> No, I, I just to your, what you were just saying. I whatever happens these next couple of weeks, I am absolutely still a believer that Mike Loxley is the guy, and everything you yeah. can ask for. 
for a Maryland football coach. I just it comes back to the practicality of the situation, the difficulty of the job. That even though I think he's doing about as good a job as he can do, I don't know what he was thinking going for it on fourth and eight last week early in the game when they couldn't throw the ball. Like I got some questions about that, but outside of things like that. I'm still very much the believer that there is no one that could be better for the task than Mike Loxley. I mean, that would be willing. I mean, I, let me take that back. It'd be great if Nick Saban wanted the task, <laughs> but that would be willing to do the job. I don't think there's a person that's better for the task than Mike Loxley is, and no, I think we've seen right. enough of that the last couple of years to understand why Maryland was fortunate that he wanted this job. Yeah, and not only does he want it, he, he, he sees it and views it as his destination. Okay, I think a lot of times at programs like Maryland, okay, you, you find a lot of times coaches are using it to propel themselves to go elsewhere. Um, he, you know, Mike doesn't see it that way. You know, this is home. This is this is a place that's near and dear to his heart, uh, and the players all identify with him. You know, a lot of coaches are are really comfortable fits in certain places, but I'm here to tell you, the way Nick Saban goes about it is something you can accomplish a hell of a lot more easily at places like LSU and, and Alabama than you ever could at places like Maryland. Um, and M- Mike is a guy that just really fits in with, with what they have to do, what the culture of the program and the geographical area you're in yep. is all about. And I think that that's uh, tantamount to some success that can be long-lasting there. Look what his record is, uh, uh, 19 and 26 coming into this game. Remember where – the program was when he got there yep. and, and to deal with sometimes when coaches find out, uh, gosh, this was worse than I thought, uh, you know, panic, uh, you know, sets in, that's not happened here. You know, it's been nothing but full speed ahead and let's just get better address where the problems are and, and keep going for and getting as many of the top shelf recruits at the skill spots as we can possibly get. And these guys are all going to play on Sundays, the majority of them at the skill spots. And they're going to be touting Maryland for the future, and that's going to help them long-term in recruiting. I, I, I see Maryland uh, right now. When you look at the Big Ten Conference and you're saying, okay, who from the middle ground or the lower tiers has begun to make a move to say, okay, we're here and we are getting better? Look around, okay? Uh, in the Big, Big Ten West, everyone thought Minnesota was going to have a great year. hasn't happened. Iowa maybe has the worst offense that we've seen in the Big Ten in a long time. They've been a perennial uh, team that, took, that had impact. Wisconsin struggled so much so that they made a, a decision to fire a successful coach four games into the year. When I look at Maryland, I, I see the foundation laid, and I see progress in its future. So uh, I'm with you right there. Now, you're in, the, you're in the East where it's tougher, okay, but that's only going to make you better once you get there. Well, and it, and it does look like we're getting to a place where it's you know we're not going to do divisions any longer, and that will be a very good thing. That will be Big a thing. very good thing for Maryland. Yeah, no doubt about it. And I, I do think with the the, uh, the additions coming into the Big Ten and the changes that have been made with the alignment of college football, it's, yeah. it's going to help balance things out in a very large way. The future is bright for college football, but it's also bright for Maryland. Hey, Tim, before I let you go, what we saw last week with Georgia, was that them re announce You know, you talk about how crazy of a season it's, it, it's been, but was that an announcement of, yeah, but we still know d- definitively who the team is to beat, or do you think that they are, even they might be more vulnerable than they appeared to be against Tennessee on Saturday? 
Yeah, don't read too much into that. Uh, they've been uh, very fortunate not to have injuries. You know, Alabama is in some measure where they are because they've had quite a few injuries to overcome, and they're not as deep as they once were. Uh, they, their, their secondary has just been uh, a, a hot mess, and that's where Saban, you know, specializes. And when you've got a lot of young guys, plus you have injuries to go with that, uh, that's that's problematic. His offensive line isn't what it once was at Alabama. Well, Georgia's got better personnel than Alabama in its first 22. But when you get to that second wave, you get to the, the, the depth chart gets to number two and number three, which historically the great teams have. Ohio State has that right now. That's why they're still winning when they haven't played a compelling game or beaten uh, a team that just jumps off the charts at you. Okay, they, they, they have not had a magical win uh, yet this year. That's not their fault because some of the teams that they have played on Big Ten games, but they're teams that have not performed as well as they have in past years. Uh, and that includes, um, I mean, other than Penn State, I would say that's probably uh, their best win, the road win against Penn State. But as, as I said, I think it was a gifted victory uh, with turnovers in the last 10 minutes of the game. Uh, Georgia is just lucky that they have stayed as healthy as they have and that this game with Tennessee was played between the hedges. Uh, Georgia's fallible. Everybody's okay. got warts. I mean, I, I, I would not be at all surprised if, uh, if, if Georgia gets knocked off in the SEC championship game, even if that team playing them happens to be LSU or Ole Miss. And I, wow. and I do think it will be LSU. Wow. I think LSU is uh, on, a, on a, uh, a mission here. If they can get past upset alert time with an 11 a.m. kick, in Fayetteville in very cold weather on Saturday, uh, then I think they're going to win the West, and they're going to be a team to really be reckoned with uh, in the SEC title game against Georgia. At Tim Brando, as always, is how you follow him on Twitter. Tim, the, I, I tried to do my best Timmy B impression when I was at Camp Randall uh, on Saturday. <laughs> I was trying to recreate. My wife wasn't having it. She said, uh, it's, a, it's a little too personal. And I was like, well, you're my wife. What the <laughs> the hell what do you mean that's too personal um uh that was one of my always you and spencer one of my favorite crews i always get excited when i know that uh, you guys are doing a maryland game look forward to spending an afternoon with you guys tomorrow and truly appreciate you taking the time as always oh thank you glenn and uh you know maryland uh, uh i got a lot of friends that are maryland alums whether it's sdp or my buddy john oran with sbj sure uh I worked with. I think so often about the people from Maryland and Johnny Holiday. My God, I got a chance the, to see and talk to, to Johnny Holiday for Christ's sake. The greatest, I, the greatest I, human being that's ever lived. I mean, I you know, yeah, I, yeah. I get I tears in be, my eyes. I get tears I in my to, eyes when you bring up that you know, name, Tim. It's the Hullabaloo when he was when he was the MC for Hullabaloo wow. in the six. God bless him. Wow, no <laughs> doubt, man. Timmy B, love you, brother. Appreciate you. All the best. Take care, Glenn. That's Tim Brando checking in with us here on GCR. Again, he'll be on the call tomorrow from Maryland, Penn State, 3.30 on Fox. Um, nice little day. If if you're not going to Navy Notre Dame and you just have a day that especially is, – what's the story? Is the weather still going to be rolling through here tomorrow? Like, is it? I think it's supposed to clear up like early in the morning. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Well, I don't understand it why it's supposed thoughts. to be bad again tomorrow at Penn State. Yeah, I know. Unless it's moving. I mean, I'm not a meteorologist. You know what? That's a great point. We've learned. That's the. Otherwise, I thought you were an expert. 
But if you're just planning on sitting around and hanging out tomorrow, you get to watch Navy Notre Dame at noon, the Maryland Penn State at 3.30, nice little back-to-back there, double header of uh, football action, uh, big games tomorrow that you can enjoy. I'm trying to pull up the weather for tomorrow. Because a lot of people As am I. will be going to the Maryland or the Navy Notre Dame game here in Baltimore. <coughs> oh my! Uh, looks like it'll. Yeah, it looks pretty nice actually. Really? Yeah. Um, yeah, sun does, should be out from it, it like does, eight to it two. It does say starting sunny starting at eight a.m. A little windy, but yeah, it's weird that I, I don't know. It's weird, but yeah, looks nice. Looks like a nice day for those of you that are headed down to uh, M&T Bank Stadium tomorrow for Navy Notre Dame. Today's show is brought to you by our friends at FanDuel. And, of course, PressBox is trying to hook you up as online sports betting is coming in the next couple of weeks here in the state of Maryland. PressBox will be your your source for the best offers and sign-up incentives. Starting right now, you can get a $100 pre-registration credit from our friends at FanDuel by going to PressBoxOnline.com offers. That $100 credit is in addition to the new user promo that you'll get when they go live. Just go to PressBoxOnline.com offers right now to get your $100 FanDuel pre-registration bonus credit. PressBoxOnline.com offers. Come back in and we'll find out what's going on in the world of the Utes. Young Utes is next. It's Glenn Clark Radio. The Baltimore County Police Department is hiring. Entry-level officers start at close to $59,000 a year with a $10,000 bonus. Some restrictions apply. Plus a great retirement plan, medical, dental, and vision insurance, advancement to specialized units, tuition reimbursement, 15 sick days earned per calendar year, and even further incentives for military members and veterans. If you have a passion for service and want a career for life, visit JoinBaltimoreCountyPD.com or call 410-887-554. You must be a United States citizen, possess a valid driver's license, and have a high school diploma or GED equivalent. The Baltimore County Police Department is an equal opportunity employer. Come experience Maryland's number one sportsbook this NFL season at the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel, the ultimate place for any sports enthusiast. Take advantage of our 24-7 kiosks, massive video screens, and watch all the action from the best seat in the house. With more money paid out than anyone around, make every moment more at the new FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel in Hanover, Maryland. Please play responsibly. Gambling problem? Please call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit mdgamblinghelp.org. Glory Days Grill's Oktoberfest menu is now running. It's one of their most popular seasonal menus all year. It features the chicken schnitzel, the Oktoberfest brewer's platter, the brewer's sausage sandwich, the Bavarian burger with a pretzel bun, the cheddar ale soup, the slam dunk pretzels, and the apple cobbler. All of these meals pair well with Oktoberfest beers and Angry Orchard on draft. Dine in or order online at glorydaysgrill.com and pick up your favorites to take home. Glory Days Grill, great food, good sports. That first sip. That first bite. Mm. Start your day off right with a delicious breakfast at Royal Farms. Choose from a fantastic selection of fresh Royal Farms breakfast sandwiches and top it off with a rich hot cup of the freshest coffee in the world. At Royal Farms, breakfast is available day and night. It's the freshest breakfast in the world. Real fresh, real fast. Royal Farms. 
Have you been to Guilford Hall Brewery? Located in Baltimore's Station North neighborhood, Guilford Hall Brewery breaks the craft brew mold with their great handcrafted microbrews and amazing Bavarian-style food selections. Join Guilford Hall seven days a week for Orioles, Ravens, and all of your favorite college games. Make plans now to watch the big games, play trivia, or bring your dog for yappy hour. They even have free valet service on Friday and Saturday nights. Go to guildfordhall.com for a complete schedule of events, beer listings, and food and drink specials. We'll see you at Guilford Hall Brewery. Whether your focus is luxury and comfort, convenience and technologically advanced connectivity, or sporty performance and aggressive styling, we've got the perfect Highlander for you. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new Highlanders from your local Toyota dealer today. Receive a free Chick-fil-A chicken sandwich offer card as a thank you when you donate to Toys for Tots on Saturday, November 12th at any of the 13 Baltimore area Chick-fil-A Stuff the Truck event sites. Be one of the first 50 people to donate and you will also get a free t-shirt. For a location list and more information, visit PressBoxOnline.com slash Toy Drive. Tune in to Simply the Bets every Tuesday and weekend at Bookies every other Thursday at 11.40 a.m. And if you really have nothing better to do, keep listening to this show, too. All right, back in here on GCR as we continue on a Friday edition of the program. Today's show is also brought to you by... Ooh, this one will be brought to you by... Um, oh, how about the all-new Ginsu Kamado Grill? I love the all-new Ginsu Kamado Grill. You can use the code TAILGATE at GinsuGrills.com and save $100 when you order your new Ginsu Kamado Grill. It's the perfect ceramic tailgate or home grill for grilling, baking, searing, and smoking all kinds of food. On top of that, Ravens are back home next Sunday, November 20th, to take on the Panthers. And you'll have the opportunity to stop by the game day firehouse at the Firefighters Union Hall, 1202 Ridgely Street, just west of the stadium before the game. And you can sample some cooking from the Ginsu Kamado Grill and register to win your own Ginsu Kamado Grill as well as $500 worth of grilling meats. Again, GinsuGrills.com. Use the code TAILGATE. Save $100. Stop by next Sunday before the game at the Game Day Firehouse on Ridgely Street and register to win your own Ginsu Kamado Grill. So we're left in this very awkward situation, Griffin. It's very uncomfortable where either we just move on or we, we continue to wait. And then I, I don't know, I, I dance. I can read some more of the responses. Do you want me to buy you like one more minute and then we move on? Yeah, I guess let's buy one more minute. Buy one yeah. more minute. Just practice your dance for the showcase. That's later. right. I had to work on my routine. Hello, my baby. Um, <laughs> a couple of responses that have come in. Again, my question today, do you believe that Odell Beckham could be the difference in the Ravens winning the Super Bowl or not? Uh, from Lewis, nope. If he were really a difference maker at this point of his career, he wouldn't be bouncing from team to team. Well, I don't know if he would be bouncing from team to team if he hadn't gotten hurt in the Super Bowl. It feels like we're doing a lot of things. We're just sort of creating our own narratives sometime. Yeah. Like I get it. It didn't work out with Odell Beckham in Cleveland. It did in Los Angeles. Very much so it worked out. But then he suffered a serious injury in the Super Bowl. I'm guessing if that hadn't happened, the Rams probably would have wanted him back. Now, you know, he points out that he would have liked to have gone back to the Rams. The Rams didn't offer him a deal at this point. I don't know if that will change. 
it seems like a lot of people are like saying they want to they don't want to change things like what we're doing is is okay but i mean you look around at the great team like the eagles and the bills like they're always adding it feels like and like, well i, I don't, don't think know. That, I, I i don't know where it comes from that adding an odell beckham would make you change what you do right like i don't know what yeah, like Greg Roman's still going to be Greg Roman. Like, well, I look. It was awkward that the Ravens offensively early in the season weren't running a Greg Roman offense. Like, yeah. I'll I don't understand that. I'll never understand why you brought Greg Roman back, didn't get any wide receivers, and then said, "But it's time for us to open things up." Like that was illogical. Yeah. Now they've settled back into what I think they should have been doing all along, and in favor of that, I don't think you change that just because you're bringing in Odell Beckham. But even in a Greg Roman offense. You throw the ball sometimes. Yes. <laughs> like, I would rather have a more reliable target to throw the ball to. I'm just, I'm, some of these things are very much confusing. And, like, it would open things up for a Devin DuVernay or whoever else yes, to you, have, you like, would another think. target. You would think. Uh, KZ said, I don't really. I think if he can be faster than Deshaun Jackson, maybe they need uh, take the top off the defense guy, in my opinion. If Will Fuller had wanted to play, put, play football, I would have tried him first. I get that I, yeah. argument that like that's what they're really missing is like a go guy. Um, Devin Duvernay's quick, but he's not that guy. Um, he's more the underneath quick, and you know, get a quick hitter and then try to get him into space and make him make something happen. They're missing the the Tory Smith role in this offense. The true, go- we were talking about this with um, Dominique Foxworth yesterday, where Dom was like, "Look, I think the one thing that's missing when a Greg Rome this Greg Roman offense is deep shots." Yeah, like that you're not going to get them out of blitzing by throwing the with quick hitters. Teams are okay with you going to quick hitters. That's that's a risk worth them taking. You need to go deep in order to get them out of blitzing this much. And that's that's the specific skill set that's missing is who's that guy? Who are you throwing those deep shots to? So I get the argument, but I don't think that guy is available. So if there was a better option for who was available, I would – Look for that guy. There's not. There's one guy that's available at this point that plays the wide receiver position. Antonio, I doubt he'd come here, but in the instances they will have to throw, you want to capitalize. Him versus man coverage for three catches a game would be crucial. If you're only going to throw ten times, maybe make the odds that you complete each pass higher. We also don't know if they can play from behind. So he thinks that it's more possible. He thinks that it's more plausible that it could be the difference. Um, uh, From Big Daddy. Adam Sandler? I checked in. <laughs> I've had Adam Sandler on the show before. Maybe it is him. I don't know. Uh, would he be the difference? No, but he would be an upgrade. It's also an Odell coming back from a major knee injury. I, 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 I get it. You're kind of mixing words there. You're kind of, you're, you're kind of not fully answering the question. You're kind of giving yeah. your own, your own answer to the question there. Um, would he be the difference? No. Okay. Well, then that's that's the answer that I'm looking for. I think we all agree that. I don't know. Uh, clearly, we don't all agree. Some of us very much don't agree, in fact. Um, but I think most of us agree that that they'd be better better off having Odell Beckham on the field. But is it the difference in whether or not they win the Super Bowl? That's the question that I'm asking. Continue to get me your responses at Glenn Clark Radio on Twitter. We will continue to share them throughout the course of the show. Today's show is also brought to you by your local Toyota dealer and buyatoyota.com. The Toyota Tacoma comes in a range of models and trim lines. You can choose the perfect Tacoma to reflect your unique personality and driving habits. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals and new Tacomas from your local Toyota dealer today. 
just want to take a minute here. Um, there was some Orioles news this week, and we were talking a little bit about it yesterday, so we wanted to catch up with one of our best friends. This man, you hear him on 105.7 The Fan. Of course, Orioles legend, Orioles Hall of Famer. He is our buddy. And a man who eats testicles. It's documented. He's made it very clear. He is our friend, Mr. Mike Bordick, and he's back with us now here on GCR. Mike, what's going on, man? How are you? Hey, I'm good. Thanks for having me today. Let's be a little more specific now. It's beef testicles, wow. and I cook them on the grill. I mean, but they are te- <laughs> they are testicles, correct? I was right about that. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Uh, you know, I just just to go off on that, just for a brief second, I I I was reading this uh, study uh, yesterday, and it said it was talking about nutrient density and organ meats are the healthiest, most bioavailable food. <sighs> A human being can eat, and I'm talking about heart, liver, beef testicles, kidney, spleen. So uh, come on now. Man. You want to be healthy, let's get at it. M- Mike, look, man, I, I I look better than I once looked upon it. I'm never going to look like Mike Bordick. I'm never going to be able to do it. I'm just <laughs> well, not. I hope not. I hope to. not. <laughs> hey, uh, uh, Bordy, you know, the, the reaction in town this week, so the Orioles don't pick up Jordan Lyle's option. And – Again, on on paper, is that the end of the world? No. But you know what this fan base feels like, and you know there's a lot of, you know, same old Orioles sentiment to it. What was your reaction to finding out that after Jordan Lyles did everything that he was asked to do this season, the Orioles decided not to pick up the option for 2023? Yeah, and then some, if you ask me. You know, he he was a, a, a great team leader i think you know a big reason uh why the team era dropped two total runs uh collectively i think was a big part because of his leadership and and i don't know that uh, you know they have an algorithm that can measure that unfortunately i i think his value was just that immeasurable and and it's unfortunate they didn't you know re-sign him i i think Everybody on that pitching staff, starters, a bullpen uh, alike, I, I think really have kind of, you know, heavy hearts. Hopefully they can work a deal out. Who knows? Maybe he'll sign back for less. I, I, I really don't know. But I, I think he deserved that that option to be picked up uh, for everything he did for the team last year. He ate innings like, like they were hoping. He, I think, pitched way better than anybody expected. His home run total was dang nearly cut in half after leading the league, you know, a couple years ago. So, you know, I I think he went above and beyond and certainly deserved that kind of uh, contract. You know, I don't know what kind of message it actually sends, really, to the fan base or or the team um, unless they think that they can get a more affordable – guy in the rotation and i'll tell you what that's going to be hard to do my hope is that they you know they go out and do get a a a legitimate proven number one or number two but i'll tell you right now it's going to cost you know 150 200 million no doubt to land a guy like yeah yeah, trust me i'd be all for carlos rodan uh mike but i'm not you know considering what the orioles have done in their history as far as signing pitchers i'm not counting on it um until we see it yeah i guess here's my question right they have a lot of internal candidates for the rotation next year. It's it's the thing that was weird as this season went on. 
remember we thought their issue was pitching and that the lineup was going to produce a lot, and then it kind of ended up being the exact opposite of that. So even if you take Lyles out of the equation, you still have you know Grayson Rodriguez, Tyler Wells, Bradish, Kramer, Voth, who was you know a, a revelation this season. Um, D.L. Hall, maybe they still think of as somebody that's going to be in the rotation. John Means at some point next year. Is it imperative that they upgrade pitching, or is it possible that they could look at that group and say, we think we've got the answer pitching-wise here. We actually think the bigger issue and where we need to spend some money is to score some more runs next season. <laughs> no, there is no way that an organization is going to sit back and say they have enough pitching. That's fair. Especially with the young pitching they have. Is Kyle Bradish going to be the team leader? Yeah, he had a really strong second half. Are you kidding me? There's no way guys are coming to Kyle Bradish and ask for help and an understanding of how to get 10 years in the major leagues and have some sort of moderate success. And no way. And the list goes on and on. These guys just don't have enough experience. Yeah, do we hope they all step up and do a great job? It would be, in my opinion, a miracle if you had Grayson Rodriguez, D.L. Hall, Bradish, a couple of the other young guys, all of a sudden step up and do what they did last year without the help of a veteran leader like Lyles to kind of be a calming influence, to let them know that everything's going to be okay. You don't have to jump off the Bay Bridge after one bad start. That's the impact. He had such an incredible impact on these guys to help them regroup, especially when half of them were sent back down to the minor leagues and then called back up. He had a huge influence in that regard. So, you know, I honestly think he, he's going to be missed, and, and, and it's going to be tough. Yeah, they've got good arms. They really, really do. But the, the, the value of a veteran, a quality veteran president, president, uh, our presence, excuse me, right. is so underrated and undervalued. Um, you know, we, we, we even saw it with uh, Chirinos before Rushman got there. You know, he was a great veteran presence. He, he controlled the pitching staff very well. He was a leader behind the plate. Did he hit? No, he didn't hit at all. But his value was huge to that, that team uh, last year and a big reason why they had success. And I think Lyles went in that same cat, kind of category. He is Mike Bordick. He's with us here on GCR. Mike, so what would your, you know, give me three, your priorities being now, now that they, they've made this decision with Jordan Lyles, as free agency opens, and we are expecting for the first time in a long time the Orioles to be involved, what would your two to three top priorities be for what they need to do in order to put themselves in a position to break through. They've, they've, they've taken the step they've taken. Now to break through and get in next season, what do they still need to do? Well, I, I want to tell you, and this is, this is my, my opinion, okay? I, I wish that Elias hadn't have jumped out and said it's go time because now everybody's looking for him to crush the free agent market, land one or two front end dominant pitchers because that's what it's going to take it's definitely going to take pitching uh to make it to the promised land to find consistency and it might be an extra bullpen arm on the back end so they have a little bit more depth back there maybe three guys that are just go-to shut down guys because they still haven't figured out how to go deep into ball games with a starting rotation so you better have a strong bullpen and i'm afraid that the arms that they had last year got a little bit overexposed everybody fatigued at the end, and yeah. I'm not saying they can't be 
and next year, but bullpens are typically made of interchangeable parts. Um, so hopefully they look for another one or two guys for a bullpen. And it'd be nice if they could land another starter or two. I mean, every organization struggles for pitching depth, you know, period. And I'll tell you what, it's going to be hard to attract offensive free agents, especially right-handed guys. And I know there's a slew of great shortstops out there that would probably love to come, you know, potentially come to Baltimore. At least Mike Elias would love to have them come to Baltimore. But who the heck wants to hit right-handed at Camden Yards now? It's going to be a, a career killer for guys. I mean, you're going to knock 10 home runs easy off their, their totals. I mean, look at Mountcastle dropped hugely. Mancini dropped huge in the home run total. So, you know, they're going to have to readjust, I think, have different viewpoint offensively uh, as far as being just more situationally minded because the home runs I don't think are going to be there. They do have some strong left-handed bats. Don't get me wrong. Left-handed bats are, are going to carry a lot of weight, I think, at Camden Yards from here on out. But to find a power-hitting right-handed hitter is going to be hard because I don't know how many guys want to come and try to challenge the the great wall out there. Uh, you know, obviously we saw what happened with Trey Mancini this season in terms of that. Um, there's the, there's an emotional factor there. There's an attachment. There's people that say, hey, look, you know, th- it's actually the type of hitter that you could still use. Would would you be interested in revisiting Trey Mancini? Or do you think after we saw what happened last year, it's it's just kind of time to move on from that? It's... Yeah, I, yeah, I think it's time to move on. I mean, I think everybody loves what Trey Mancini did for the Baltimore Orioles. Uh, I just feel like they have so much talent, and I think I jumped ahead of myself. They have so much talent in the minor leagues. Why, why would you go out and 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 block some of this talent? Let they haven't had a problem calling up young guys. You know, let's see some more young guys before we push the complete go button and try to hoist the trophy next year you know let there, there's so much room i think for growth and opportunities to even more have more impactful trades uh before the deadline next year i mean you get some guys exposed to the major leagues and some of the talent they have you know climbing their way through they're pushing guys right through the minor leagues right now and there is a stockpile of potential offensive force you know right there in triple a so you know those guys deserve i think a shot at the major leagues and, and it would really be uh, disheartening if they all of a sudden blocked them with, you know, guys that, you know, ho-hum. And I'm not saying Trey, Trey Mancini's ho-hum, but guys that, you know, would, could potentially let this young energy just get stopped at Triple A. So I'm hoping they continue to bring the young guys up, uh, keep that energy coming, and then maybe mid-season work some deals. You know, I still think if there's an affordable – you know, starter or bullpen piece that they can grab that could be impactful. Yeah, sure, bring them on. But, man, oh, man, I, I, I like a lot of the fans, want to see these young, hungry players make it to the big leagues and then kind of add on from there. I, I just don't think there's enough. We haven't seen enough from the stockpile of talent they have in the minor leagues yet at the major league level to, to all of a sudden go on a spending free, a spree in the free agent market. I know I feel pretty good about catcher and shortstop. I know I feel pretty good about those two places in particular. Um, Mike, yeah. Mike, tell me about MikeBordick14.com. I just saw this pop up this week. What's going on? Oh, man. Well, you know what? Well, first of all, I love sharing you know, my career, whatever I can, to help inspire uh, the kids, uh, even adults, um, through some of, some of my messaging. Um, 
I think everybody has a unique story. And if I can kind of get that out there through a different, you know, uh, venue, uh, so be it. I'm trying to encourage opportunities to get out there and speak to kids, parents about youth sports, about sports in general, even go speaking at businesses, because I think anybody that's had any kind of success that there's, you know, a message there that could, it might be the right wording to help somebody else uh, get above and beyond what their expectations are. I think in a lot of ways, I think we all kind of get stuck in our own thoughts and beliefs. And I'm here to tell you that, that, you know, everybody can make a little bit of a paradigm shift, whether it be through their uh, nutrition choices, health and wellness uh, ideas, or even career um, things. I've been really excited to be more involved with the league of dreams. I'm, yeah. incredibly fired up about uh this new startup business alloy sports yep um and, and i'm also loving giving lessons to kids and, and talking to parents when i do my clinics and stuff with the baseball warehouse so i i got a lot of cool things going on and, and i just like to share my message and really that's what the the website is all about try to get a little bit more interest in that regard that's awesome man uh you know how much we love you at m on twitter as well is how you follow him Mike Bordick, thanks for squeezing in a couple minutes for us this morning, man. Really appreciate it. Let's talk again uh, as the offseason moves on and we see what the Orioles end up doing, all right? Hey, sounds good. Thanks a lot for having me. I appreciate it. Mike Bordick checking in with us here on GCR. Appreciate him doing that. Boy, he is fired up about Jordan Lyles. Not happy. Not happy at all. Hey, uh, it's time for Young Utes. Young Utes is brought to you this week by the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel Maryland. The UFC 281 tomorrow. Israel Adesanya. Who's he? I, didn't, I just forgot. Who's he fighting? Alex Pajera. That's right. Thank you. Yes. You want to be there? Watch the fights. Bet. Win on the win some money. You don't have to pay a cent. Seventy-five dollars for a pay-per-view. The hell with that. Go watch them for free. The FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel Maryland. And win money while you're at it betting on the fights. Reserve your spot right now by emailing events at sportssocialmd.com. All right, Micah, what's going on in the world of the Utes? All right, so uh, first thing, we could not get through this week without talking about LeBron being established as officially the GOAT of uh, lying. Ah, yes, right. This so, is all Twitter has been. Yeah, yeah. so all over Twitter this well, week. I, I say that. We could also talk about the fact that Twitter's dead. <laughs> like we sure. could also discuss that. There is no more Twitter yeah. any longer. We have we have a couple Twitter related ones yeah. today. So uh after Takeoff passed away last week, uh they asked LeBron about it in a press conference and he said, I was listening to those guys talking about the Migos. Back in my first year with the Heat in twenty ten, you can ask any of my teammates back then. They had no idea who Migos was. I was like telling everyone, these guys are next. Migos had not dropped a project until mm. a year and a half after that. Mm. So, uh, mm. well, that's weird. That explains why no one knew who the Migos were. Look, I, I'm gonna, I'm not, I don't, I don't need to defend LeBron because it's, it is absolutely possible this is stolen valor, right? Like that he's trying to make yeah. take off dying all about him, which is dumb. And but then everyone pulled up all the examples from his career, and this is of all the times he I, lied. This is what I struggle with. There are absolutely times where I remember most of a story or some of a story or yeah. something like that and it ain't a stolen valor thing it's just i don't remember drew and i will do this all the time we'll be like dude you don't remember that you were the one i was like i don't think that's the and then you start like going through your mind like was that 
was that then? Or you think about it, maybe LeBron James really was in on Migos before a lot of people were in on Migos. Before Migos was in on Migos. It just might not have been in 2010 when he was with the Heat. He might be conflicting. I don't know. It's possible he just made something up for attention. And I get it, given the other things that people have gone back and There's found so out many. about his sort of little fibs. It's possible. But yeah, I, all of them are harmless, but it's just hilarious. And that's the when I come back to it, I feel like we're making it so that, that we're going the route of he makes things up for attention. Because being, so many people don't like him. Be, being the more likely scenario than just he doesn't remember every little detail right. of every little thing exactly, which... I think is the most likely it, Did you see the one with his book? With the book? He was like carrying around this book like pregame and like the whole day and then he brought it to his postgame conference and they were like, oh, like what's your favorite like thing that's happened in the book or message? And he's like, ah. He's like been carrying around this book like showing it off. Right, and but he clearly like, hasn't read the book. Ah, yeah. There's a lot of uh, just, I haven't really read it cover to cover yet, but there's just... Really good stuff in here. <laughs> like everyone's like, why, yeah, it's, are you, it's, why are you carrying around this book if you don't know anything? It's about weird, it? yes, and and it makes you immediately assume you're a weirdo, right? <laughs> I don't. I, as long as we're having fun with it, I'm yeah. fine with all of the tweets that I'm seeing about LeBron. Like I'm fine with it as long as we're having fun with it. I think it's hilarious. If we're actually trying to make it seem like it makes LeBron a bad person or something like that, like, dude, my God. Do you know how many times I've told a story on here that probably I've told more than once and something about it changed? Yeah. It ain't because I'm lying. It's because I'm 40. Yeah. I'm LeBron's age. Like, I just, over time, what I think I remember from one day to the next, I didn't write it down in a diary somewhere. I I remember the crux of the story. Um, so, I, I don't know. This... this in a weird way, there are people that have bothered me with them going after yeah. LeBron, but like for the most part, I think it's been in good fun. So yeah, I'm not. I agree. I'm not all that worked up about it. I liked people were commenting like me back when I was a waiter, just like making up stories and like telling people stuff. I mean, like, dude, I I guarantee you, <laughs> just I, to pass the time. I, I'm trying to think of there was something that I was talking to my my wife about this weekend because you know we spent a lot of time in a car together, um, and I, there was a story I was talking to my wife about. And I remember like getting midway through the story. I'm like, wait a second. Is that what happened? Yeah, that's not what happened. Is that? <laughs> and like, this is only something that was 15 years ago. Like, this only yeah. was something that happened. There was, I remember, I remember more. So I had a friend and he and I were talking about what seminal moments in your life, like moments that change the course of your life. And I brought up, well, like one's kind of obvious for me. It's, I went to a bar one night and I ended up meeting my wife. Like if I didn't want to go out that night, I had said no, but my buddy convinced me I should go out. And if I don't go out that night, I don't. I never meet my wife. He's making this up. Correct. <laughs> Correct. All of this is. Did you write this up? Can we? Re- yeah. Right. Can we <laughs> back and check. Two thousand. Do you have any proof? Two thousand eight. I. I mean, I have other people that were with us. That <laughs> my, my wife would be part of the proof. Um, I guess so. I said that's like the seminal moment in my life, and he was like, "Well, what do you think would have happened if you hadn't gone to the party?" And I was like. You know, I've never thought about that. Like, I've never thought about what my life would be if I just had, if I, because I was doing mornings then. I didn't want to go out on a Thursday night. I had, I had to be up at 5 o'clock. I was like, dude, I have no interest in going out tonight. Zero. And we, we went to CVPs, and I ended up meeting my wife. He said, what do you think your life would have been like? And I was, like, literally thinking about it. I'm trying to go back and remember, like, who I was talking to. Like, was there another girl that I would have ended up? I'm like, I have no effing clue. Yeah. And this was only 14 years ago. This isn't that long ago. 14 years ago, and I can't remember 
anything about like what my I, I It's like a butterfly effect type thing or whatever. Right? Where, but this I just, doesn't happen. I realized that like it's easy to forget about things that aren't yeah. that significant or to forget details of things that aren't that significant. And I'm yeah. inclined to give LeBron some of the benefit of the doubt on some of that. Yeah, I just loved following it and yes, watching all I, the and some of the tweets. I think have it's been hilarious. Really good. I agree. Uh, so the next one is one thing we've learned in the music industry is that if Drake's dropping an album, he's gonna be a subject of memes for the entire month following. Uh, so Drake <laughs> dropped a collab album with Twenty One Savage this past week. You included a a Baltimore Ravens lyric in uh, his new album. Really? By the way. Yeah. yeah. Was, what was the lyric? It was, we, uh, uh, shoot, I'll, I'll see if I can find it real quick. It was like I'm in Baltimore and I'm and I'm Raven or something. Ah. Uh. Clever. It was very good. There you go. Uh, uh, so one of his lyrics from the song that blew up all over TikTok and everything is he starts the song saying, like, 21, can you do some for me? And people instantly made memes about uh, Drake's feminine side when it comes to being with 21 Savage. And he did not help himself out by posting a selfie to promote the album. And it's him wearing a silk bonnet after just getting Aww. his eyebrows done Aww. laying in he bed. It looks adorable. It looks very... Look, look at Drake. <laughs> why, so why he, he, doesn't, he doesn't help himself out at all because everyone's making all these jokes about uh, Drake and then he posts himself in a silk bonnet after getting a... Uh, a makeover. You're not gonna get. I. I, I can't be bothered by that. Can you do <laughs> Whatever Drake wants to do with his life. The God tweets, bless, man. The tweets are something along the lines of Drake, the type of guy to say, "I'm feeling snug as a bug in a rug." Yeah. Before right. <laughs> it's all that type of thing. Yo, I mean, he looks comfortable as hell. I don't. I don't think I've ever looked that comfortable <laughs> in my life. I'm jealous as hell as Drake. You gotta get yourself a silk. Yo, bonnet. I need a bonnet. Hell yeah! If somebody can get me a bonnet. The the Baltimore line was, "You would think we live in Baltimore the way they raven about the latest product." There you go. That yeah. Was, yes. That was the Ravens yeah. line. That's actually cool. What's the name of Drake's album? Her uh, Loss. What is it? Her Loss. Her Loss. Thank you. That's the one. Tyus is a big Drake fan, so I'm oh, sure we'll he? talk okay. about it next week. I didn't listen to Certified <laughs> Lover Boy though. Like I listened <laughs> to it once. I listened to it yeah. once, and I was like, yeah, it's it's fine. Just came across a tweet where they photoshopped uh, 21 Savage laying in bed behind Drake I in mean, his body. Good, good, good. <laughs> Normalize bros being bros, man. There was hey. a there was a tweet that was going around about a. Uh, a baseball game earlier this year was really cool. Maybe in San Francisco, and they took a shot of like two guys underneath a blanket together. And I was like, "Yeah, let's normalize this behavior. We're both yeah. cold. Snuggle with the homies. Why are we gonna be weird, worried about the fact that we're yeah that we're that we're snuggling together? Why are we? What's wrong with a couple yeah. of dudes spooning underneath the blanket? Exactly. When it is that you're, you're cold outside, man. What the hell? Why is that weird? I don't get it. Makes get no snug sense. Snug as a bug in a rug. When, when we were, I want to say like twenty, maybe we had turned twenty-one. A group of us decided we were going to. There you go. Can you do? <laughs> uh, we decided that we were going to go down to the beach for a weekend or a week, whatever it was. And we started doing the math, and we there were more of us than there were beds, right? Like hey. we started doing the math on that, and unfortunately, all of the girls that were on the trip were already bunned up. Like there were no none of the girls on the trip were single. So our plan was to go meet some young ladies on this trip. Mm. But the math wasn't working out. Like, we just, there were more of us than there were beds. My lifelong best friend was on the trip. And we both looked at each other like, 
yo, we'll share a bed. Yeah, like, you got to implement a bro. Like, we'll share a bed. And everybody looked at us like, really? I'm like, yeah, like, this is my, it's my best friend. Who yeah. cares? We like, did the same thing at my we'll senior share week. Share a bed. Uh, there was one room that had bunk beds and all the other rooms were like a regular like queen bed or whatever. Yeah. So couples got all the rooms and then there were, I think, five dudes left over. And they were in the room, just a twin bed and bunk bed. So we had the bro room. Man, bro, bro, I mean, that sounds great to me. Yeah, like nice. we actually yeah. we took the bed out of the room it was in and put it out on the balcony <laughs> because we were gonna be in that room with a couple and we were like, "Yo, y'all do your thing, we get it. We'll chill yeah, on yeah, the balcony. We'll be out here." <laughs> and we literally took outside? a giant bed wow. and just put it out on the balcony. <laughs> hey, and nothing wrong was, with that. That was where we crashed. And then it was awkward because one night I, I, one night we both met young ladies. And we're doing like a rock, paper, scissors thing. <laughs> like, Who gets the balcony seat? Yeah, it was a bit awkward. <laughs> like, who's going to have to try to talk her into letting you go back to her place? <laughs> it was a very prolonged like conversation. All right, like we, your girl's down here staying at her grandparents' house. They, they ain't going to work. Like, <laughs> we're not going to be able to do that. Like, how are we going to? All right. We, we, Logistical what, nightmare what's, leaving what's, the bar. What's the other girls? Dude, you're doing all sorts of, you're drunk, and yet you're <laughs> suddenly, your brain is functioning at a higher level than it's ever functioned before? Lock in all right, right now. All right. If you go back now, then, like, you, you can do what you want to do, and then, like, you like know, get out. two hours, I can go back. You know, like, we're all doing that math in that situation. All right, all right. Number three. So the last one is, as we were saying, a lot of changes coming to Twitter uh, with changing your username, paying for the check mark. Well, apparently that's out. Yeah. Because of a lot of different things, so yes, well, because everybody was doing exactly what we thought they were going yeah, to do. Exactly, like, I've never what seen everyone anything planned. more telegraphed in the history of time than this particular design. Literally, Elon, every, this is going to be a bad e- idea. Everybody on the planet saying, "Well, we know exactly what's going yeah. to happen here," and that dummy who we all try to portray as being some sort of genius, being like, "No." This will be great. Give me your eight dollars, and then literally walking into a meeting yesterday and being like, "Guys, we might go bankrupt." <laughs> like, yeah. so one funny story that happened uh, with the new Twitter rules and the new Twitter as a whole is the famous artist Doja Cat uh, changed her name and got verified at, under the handle Christmas. Her name was just Christmas, okay. and she did it as a joke and didn't realize that she couldn't change it back. So her series of tweets at one twenty eight and 1.30 a.m. are, why can't I change my name on here? How do I change it? <laughs> also, F you, Elon. I don't want to be Christmas forever. Please help. At Elon Musk, I'd, I've made a mistake. And then Elon responded with working on it. <laughs> it's pretty funny, though. That was Elon's tweet back. I mean... And she said, thanks, Elon. He said, you should be able to change your name now. And she changed it to Fart. Ah, so, ah. all is well. All <laughs> is right in the world. <laughs> this is exactly why we can't lose Twitter. Like, <laughs> this is the reason why we can't lose Twitter. I mean... it. God forbid your Christmas. The best, the best tweets of the week have been like the real last day of school vibes around this this place, right? Yeah. Like it absolutely feels like the zombies have come and ransacked, and you're just hanging out. Like you know, you're also going to be eaten by the zombies, but in the meantime, like you're taking advantage of. I mean, it's I'm still alive. Like I'm yeah. still good for now, but you just know what's going to happen. You know, it's going to it's going to end. 
Twitter's done. Yeah, I like, like that everyone knew it was going to go terribly, and then it started going terribly, and then Elon's still personally responding. Right? No, he's personally responding to people and being like, it's pretty funny, though, with like laughing emojis. I mean, I think that's hilarious. I, I mean, I, it must be nice to be so wealthy that you yeah. can bankrupt just, a, a, a major corporation that you paid $44 billion yeah. for. Which is like just, what? Like a, just sixth, a sixth of his net worth I mean, went into Twitter or must, something like must that. Must be nice that you can just take on a $44 million, billion dollar vanity project and be like, eh, didn't work out i wrecked the world oh well yeah. i'll just go off and do something wipe else. your tears with hundred dollar bills after it's, twitter it's, it's this amazing thing where maybe if somebody's good at something that doesn't mean that they're good at other things <laughs> like it's this hilarious bit that we have where if somebody's famous it means that we think well now we should let them be president or now yeah. we should let them. like no maybe they have a skill set right like maybe lebron james shouldn't be in charge of um you know the, it shouldn't be a lawyer because he might not have the greatest uh truth <laughs> uh, spectrum yeah I, I just I, I i can't help but notice how many times we we stand someone that m- maybe maybe elon musk was just i don't even know really what he was good at that's the funny part about elon musk it's like did he design the tesla like what was he well, good at he also like got to start with paypal which is like probably the worst oh like, my god who uses online. paypal it's probably like the worst it's terrible online paying it's app. awful it's yeah. wretched i don't think it I'm gets a, hacked all constantly. the time but what did he do like what was his actual skill i associate him with tesla but did he design the tesla or did he just start the company i don't know i know people are screaming he made a flamethrower okay but did he make <laughs> it or did somebody else make it and it just had his name on it i have no answers all i know is doja cat is fart all on right, twitter so that is follow fart you gotta talk about that. Oh, you're not talking about anything. I'm the one talking. Yeah, I'm, go- I'm going to talk about it at the, the Stevenson. But like the the the, the value of the value of Micah is overwhelming. He lets us know that Doja Cat is known as Fart on Twitter, and that's the type of information you just can't get anywhere else. All right, I know you got to go. Thank you, thank you, pal. Micah, of course, Micah Ernest on Instagram. You gonna get uh, KZ's punishment? Yeah, video. I already downloaded it. All I'll right, get right, that. Thank up. you, thank you, pal. All right, thank you. Micah. After you do your dance. I, I'm still working. Hello, my baby. Hello, my honey. Hello, my ragtime girl. <sighs> Doing the internship showcase over at Stevenson here in uh, 50 minutes. So I got to get going, too. All right. Uh, when we come back in, we will get a tidbit and two-bit of wrap-up. It is Glenn Clark Radio. Have you been to Guilford Hall Brewery? Located in Baltimore Station North neighborhood, Guilford Hall Brewery breaks the craft brew mold with their great handcrafted microbrews and amazing Bavarian-style food selections. Join Guilford Hall seven days a week for Orioles, Ravens, and all of your favorite college games. Make plans now to watch the big games, play trivia, or bring your dog for yappy hour. They even have free valet service on Friday and Saturday nights. Go to guilfordhall.com for a complete schedule of events, beer listings, and food and drink specials. We'll see you at Guilford Hall Brewery. That first sip. That first bite. Mm. Start your day off right with a delicious breakfast at Royal Farms. Choose from a fantastic selection of fresh Royal Farms breakfast sandwiches and top it off with a rich hot cup of the freshest coffee in the world. At Royal Farms, breakfast is available day and night. It's the freshest breakfast in the world. Real fresh, real fast. Royal Farms. 
What's up, everyone? This is Tyus Bowser, and I'm excited to tell you that I'm back with season two of the Tyus Bowser Show in partnership with Pressbox and Great Ace Memorabilia. Join us on Tuesday nights throughout the season as I'll be heading all over town with my special guests. And of course, our co-hosts, Glenn and Rita. What is it, Rita and Glenn? What is it? I look forward to meeting you guys and talking a little bit about football and a lot about life. And if you happen to miss the show, you can now catch a replay Friday nights on 1057 The Fan. Get all of your details for the Tyus Bowser Show right now at Pressbox online.com slash bowser the next tyus bowser show is tuesday november 15th at mother's north grill in timonium it's brought to you by maryland vascular specialists and the all-new ginsu kamado grill sports betting has come to maryland and we're ready to help you win some money tune in for simply the bets every tuesday morning at 11 40 fendel sportsbook gm leon twyman and vsin's aaron oster join the guys every week to give you all of the info you need and offer you a few winners. And every other Thursday at 11.40, tune in for Weekend at Bookies as Andrew Stecka and Alloy Sports' Brad Cronthal help make you some money for the weekend. So come win some money with us on Simply the Bets every Tuesday and Weekend at Bookies every other Thursday. Brought to you by the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel Maryland. Listen at PressBoxOnline.com slash radio. Watch at YouTube.com slash PressBoxOnline. Glory Days Grill's Oktoberfest menu is now running. It's one of their most popular seasonal menus all year. It features the chicken schnitzel, the Oktoberfest brewer's platter, the brewer's sausage sandwich, the Bavarian burger with a pretzel bun, the cheddar ale soup, the slam dunk pretzels, and the apple cobbler. All of these meals pair well with Oktoberfest beers and Angry Orchard on draft. Dine in or order online at glorydaysgrill.com and pick up your favorites take home. Glory Days Grill, great food, good sports. Check out Jeremy Kahn's daily picks at PressBoxOnline.com as he tries to find you daily winners. And speaking of winners, here's a man who once won a media curling contest. And I don't think anything else. He's Glenn Clark. Tomorrow is the day the Baltimore area Chick-fil-A restaurants invite you to support Toys for Tots tomorrow, Saturday, November 12th. Donate a new toy at any of their 11 Stuff the Truck locations and receive a free sandwich offer card as a thank you. For more info, visit PressBoxOnline.com slash Toy Drive. All right, let's get a tidbit. Tidbit is brought to you today by FanDuel. Of course, online sports betting is coming and PressBoxOnline.com slash offers is the place that you need to know in order to find some great offers. The first one that we've offered you is with FanDuel. It's $100 for pre-registration credit on top of the new user promo that you're going to get when they go live. And now, coming today, another offer, this time from the folks at BetMGM. Could get even... Well, look. <laughs> what is that? More money? Uh, might be even more. Whoa. Might be even more. I'd be checking out pressboxonline.com slash offers as you decide uh, the directions that you're going to go as a uh, sports better here in the state of Maryland. All right, so uh, Warren Sharp tweeted out uh, earlier this week the yardage of the longest touchdown scored by okay. each team. Um, so I want to know if you can name who the two, the two teams with the two longest touchdowns and also the team with the shortest touchdown, which was very telling. Also which was very it was at least it was very interesting. I just want well, to see you would assume that it's a running team, which you know like makes it interesting because could it be the Ravens? But does it it's just all offensive plays? Or yes, offensive plays, offensive. So all yardage of plays. longest offensive touchdown. So it takes out returns. Mm -hmm. Although I think the Ravens are still the only team with a return touchdown. Is that true? I think so. At least it was a couple weeks ago. Like Devin Duvernay was the only one with a return really? touchdown. Wow. That's what they're. Wasn't Holy that what they crap. were like talking about on Thursday Night Football? They were like Duvernay is the uh, only. 
return guy. It, anyway, uh, longest right. offensive. Uh, All right, uh, longest. Um, when you think about it, you should. Well, yeah, the only long one I remember was the one that the Bills scored. Is it the Bills? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes, Bills All have right. a ninety-eight. I do yard. remember that there was a yeah, Gabe Davis. Yep, and I had and him. Who would be second on there? Kansas City. Not Kansas City? Second. Kansas City actually pretty low. They're f- only 45 yards is uh, Kansas City's longest touchdown. Not that. Philly. Not Philly. I just don't remember other long touchdowns this year. I don't remember any other. Think about the think about a, a game that had really high scoring early in the season. Game that had a really high score. The, what, the Ravens-Dolphins game, Miami? Mm-hmm. Yes. What was the longest touchdown in that one? I, I mean, Jalen Waddle had a long Lamar touchdown. Jackson. 79 yards. Oh. Right up the yeah, middle. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that I totally is second. forgot about So Ravens, that. and okay. then uh, All right. five teams tied with 75 yards. And then who who would have the, the shortest yardage on an offensive touchdown this season? Carolina. Not Carolina. Uh, Carolina. Uh, Green Bay. Carolina's had a 75-yarder. Uh, not oh. Green Bay. They are low, though, 37. Vegas. Not Vegas. Indy. Not Indy. In our division. Pittsburgh? Pittsburgh. Can you guess how many yards their longest touchdown? 20. Lower. Really? Really. 14. Eight. Eight <laughs> yards is their longest touchdown. Oh, longest rough. touchdown. Yeah. And oh, it just, that is I mean, rough. So there's 22 teams that have 50-plus yards. Every other team has at least 23. The Chargers have a 20, 23 yards is the longest of the Chargers. And then the that Steelers, is, eight yards that is, a is their longest rough touchdown. Rough scene. Um, rough scene. And then I had a, probably a quick one on Silver Sluggers. Uh, Mike Trout, first player to win nine Silver Sluggers by their age 30 season. Can you name the – can you round out the top five of uh, most Silver Sluggers before turning 30? Man, I, I don't know if I can name the most Silver Sluggers ever. Uh, Barry Bonds. Not Barry Bonds. He did most of it after he was 30. Uh, Good Alex young. Rodriguez. Alex Rodriguez. He was tied with Mike Trout until Mike Trout just broke that eight. Okay. So nine is Trout, eight. Ken Griffey Jr. Third place, seven for Ken Griffey. Two uh, more guys, both with six. Two more guys, both with six. Young, young. The young Utes. Uh, Pujols. Not Pujols. That's a bit, a bit surprising, is kind it? Kind of not? is, yeah. Um. Frank Thomas. Poodles and uh, Bonds both had five. Not Frank Thomas either. G- Jim Thome. Not Jim Thome. They're both catchers. Both catchers. Uniquely enough. Both catchers. Piazza. Piazza is one of them. Pudge. Pudge is, Pudge is the other. All right. Very good. Well very done. good. All right. Here's coming up Totally Tubularized this weekend. Totally Tubular is brought to you by Glory Days Grill. John from Little Rock and I just went over to Glory Days Grill yesterday, and he was like, dude, I'm getting the smoky thigh wings. I've never had them, and I keep hearing you talking about them. And he was like, yo, yo. I said, that's what I'm saying, man. They're that good. They never need to make wings again. They still do. You can enjoy those. But the smoky thigh wings, John was like, yo, I don't even need to dip these in anything. I'm like, you don't. Here's the problem. The little remoulade that they give you is so good that you want to anyway. That's how amazing the smoky thigh wings are. And every night, $6.99 apps at Glory Days Grill, including the smoky thigh wings. GloryDaysGrill.com, again, is the website for you to get your order in. Here is what's coming up totally tubular-wise this weekend. 
Um, as far as tonight, not a ton. It is pouring. It is. I, it was distracting when I heard. It was honestly distracting. Veterans Classic gets under or is is tonight on CBS Sports Network from down on Annapolis. Houston St. Joe's at six. Princeton Navy at eight thirty. Maryland women take on South Carolina. That's a huge game on ESPN two at six o'clock. Uh, down in College Park. Coppins at home tonight against Mount St. Mary's at 7, coppinstatesports.com. Also, the game on the ship is tonight, ESPN, for Michigan State and Gonzaga at 6.30, and that's always cool, as long as the weather cooperates, as long as it actually goes off. Where are they? I think they're doing it in San Diego again. Uh, Okay, so yeah, that'll be fine. That was where the good one was. The good Mm -hmm. one, the one between North Carolina and Michigan State, that was just unbelievable, like one of the great visuals in the history of sports. Um that one was in San Diego. This is trying to check, trying to check. This one is uh, is on the USS Abraham Lincoln in San Diego. All so right. that is Very not cool. interesting. They're playing it at six because that means it'll be three o'clock in San Diego. Mm-hmm. So it will be totally light out for the game, which I assume they're doing because of the weather factor of once the sun goes down. But I don't know how that impacts like sight lines and like shooting into the sun or something right. like that. Like. <laughs> That could be interesting, but yeah, that's tonight at six. And then uh, over on uh, Archbishop Spalding's YouTube page, I will have the MIAA semifinal tonight between Spalding and McDonough. That's at seven. Tomorrow, ABC, Notre Dame Navy at noon from M&T Bank Stadium. Fox, three thirty from Maryland and Penn State. Towson's at Stony Brook at one on Flow Sports. Morgan's at Delaware State at two. Hopkins is home at noon against McDaniel. Cool no- local rivalry. Um, as far as big game, oh, uh, basketball tomorrow, Morgan State VCU at seven on Masson actually. Uh, Patriot League soccer championship tomorrow night, Navy hosting American, looking to punch their ticket to the NCAA tournament. That is at seven on ESPN Plus. Um, big game tomorrow. The only really big one is TCU Texas tomorrow night, seven thirty on ABC. That's where College Game Day is. Of course, UFC two eighty one tomorrow. As we mentioned earlier, Israel Adesanya, Alex Pereira at 10 o'clock on uh, ESPN Plus pay-per-view. Go watch it in the FanDuel Sportsbook. The local TV games on Sunday. Of course, everybody gets Seahawks, Buccaneers, 9.30 a.m. from Munich on NFL Network. Then uh, Fox for Vikings, Bills at 1 o'clock. Cowboys, Packers at 425. CBS, Jaguars, Chiefs at 1 o'clock. Sunday Night Football on NBC, Chargers, 49ers at 8.15. Hoops on Sunday, Towson, Penn at 4 o'clock. By the way, congratulations to Towson. Uh, on a nice win up at UMass last yeah. night, yeah. they looked uh, uh, looked really Nick, good. Nick Timberlake, he loved playing in Massachusetts. He's yeah, a, that's right. He's back a Mass home. Native. Yeah, yeah, that's he, right. He always kills it whenever he plays Northeastern. Mm, nice win for them on the road uh, against UMass. They'll be at Penn Sunday at four on ESPN Plus. Brown Loyola uh, as the Greyhounds are home five o'clock on Sunday on ESPN Plus as well. U.S. women are in action on Sunday at uh, 5 on ESPN against Germany. And everything else, go to glennclarkradio.com to find it. Griffin, uh, what non-sports stands out? Uh, plus Concordia, MIAA semifinal tomorrow at noon on AC Sports what, YouTube. What is that? It's, uh, what, what conference? Or, uh, B conference. B conference, yes. You. Myself and Miles Goodman on the call for that one. Uh, non-sports, a uh, new series on Amazon Prime called Mammals, where James Corden is, I have no, re- actually I really don't, they, they're, they're kind of promoting it a lot, but. Uh, okay. But at the, the the only trailer is like 45 seconds, and it just, it looks, they're like kind of all over the place. His wife is pregnant, and that's really all you can kind of take away from it. Okay. But it's James Corden doing something. Uh, the English, which is also a new show on Prime with, it's like a Western 
but with Emily Blunt, and I guess I was ho- she's. I was hoping that it would be a uh, like a prequel to a, a movie about Turkish from the film Snatch. I was hoping that would be the, that was where that was going. But that would be cool. That would be cool. Uh, yeah. Down to Earth with Zac Efron, season two on Netflix. How about the highlights? How about those? They're, yeah, not not a great weekend. Uh, Dave uh, Chappelle's doing Saturday Night Live, which is quite controversial. He is. Why did I? Why couldn't I? Why did I not find that? Uh, Maybe it's not this week. Maybe it's next week. I don't know. That's a, they, I, I, I watched the Amy Schumer episode of SNL, and they announced Dave Chappelle as the next host, so I just sort of assumed that it was the next episode, but I guess it's possible it's the following week. Dave Chappelle. Uh, Dave Chappelle. Chappelle. Apparently there are writers boycotting oh. Dave Chappelle hosting SNL because of his, um, his uh, transgender um, mm, okay. Jokes yeah. over the years. Gotcha. Uh, I guess it, I believe it is. It is on it, yeah, Saturday. it is on Saturday. It's on okay. Saturday. All right. Way to go. They just haven't been. They just haven't been pushing it too Way much. Way to go. All Chief. right. That then that would be the highlight. Uh, otherwise, The Walking Dead, The White Lotus, new episodes on Sunday night as well. All right. That is it. Yeah. Uh, Black Star. Weekend. Black Star is the musical guest for Saturday Night Live, which mm. is awesome. That's oh, also, a, I guess what, the the Black Panther Wakanda Forever is out. Oh, it is, but that's you have to go to the movie theater. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, so not not. Too uh, I got got some great news. We had planned on going tomorrow night. Uh, don't have anybody to watch the kids. Mm. No one to watch the kids. So we were like, well, maybe we just pay for a sitter, and then we said we could wait, right? Like we could wait a week. I don't really want. They to, don't want. They don't want to watch it. Or they you don't, definitely. You don't they definitely want to for sure. Um, I'm not sure. I mean, like if it was an afternoon, I'd be more inclined maybe to mm. consider letting them. But at night, they're going to fall asleep, and gotcha. it's not going to be worth it. And I think the crowds would be pretty massive at night for uh, Black Panther this weekend. So, I don't know. Maybe Fair maybe enough. Sunday afternoon. Maybe that could be a play for Sunday afternoon. We take them with us. They didn't see. They also, they also. I don't know that they've seen the first one. So I think we'd have to show them that. There's a lot going on here. A lot quick, going quickly, on. You here. just throw that on. All right. All right. I gotta go. Okay. I gotta go. Right. I gotta get out to Stevenson. Hey, uh, thanks today to Jeremy Fowler from ESPN. Thanks to Mike Bordick. Thanks to Tim Brando and also to Bo Smolka. We'll get all of it up in the greatest hits section of the tab at glenclarkradio.com. Jeff Perlman's going to join us on Monday. We're going to talk to him about the uh, Bo Jackson book. He gave me a shout-out in the acknowledgments, which was neat for me. Um, That that was – I was like, I like Jeff Perlman, man. That's really cool. Uh, we'll do that on Monday. Tomorrow morning, of course, the bat around from 10 to noon with Paul and Zach. Make sure you're tuned in for that as they'll be talking baseball with you. And then we'll be back next week. Who else do I? I feel like there was something else I wanted to get a plug in for. I've already forgotten it, so <laughs> who cares? Thanks. Or, okay. Well, I, just something related to us. And oh. I can't. Or press box. And I, I can't come Ty's up with Bowser that. show coming up? We already did a promo yeah, for that. But yeah, I mean, join us Tuesday night for that. <laughs> we'll have more chance of talking about that. Thanks, everybody at PressBox, all of our great sponsors and partners, including the Baltimore-area Chick-fil-A restaurants, uh, the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel, the all-new Ginsu Kamado Grill, Glory Days Grill, Guilford Hall Brewery, Live Casino and Hotel Maryland, I mentioned them, uh, as well as the, your local Toyota dealer, buyatoyota.com, Royal Farms, the Costas Inn, and more. The Baltimore County the Police Department, thank you to them as well. Thanks to Griffin at Griffin underscore Bass. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at Glenn Clark Radio. Have a great weekend. Go all of the area football and hoops teams. Duke sucks. Ohio State sucks too.